Hello. Welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv slash rolltogetherrpg slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Hello and welcome to the Wreckage of Mithranor. My name is Chris and I'll be your dungeon master tonight and I use they them pronouns. We're thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv slash rolltogetherrpg. Well, how to describe the wreckage of Mithranor? It's a love letter to computer RPGs of my childhood, including uh, the Baldur's Gate series, the Pool of Radiance series, Neverwinter Nights, um, taking a specific location from Pool of Radiance and then putting a modern spin on it. So um, the ancient elven city of Mithranor has been lost to time many a time and is so once again and a group of unlikely heroes in this case will be heading there to try and uncover more secrets. I hope you enjoy the adventure. For those who are new to Dungeons & Dragons, everyone here is playing a fantasy character in a fantasy universe. They all have their own unique character sheets in front of them, which tell them who they are, what they can do, their deepest, darkest secrets, and what dice to roll. They'll mostly be rolling a 20-sided dice, and you should be seeing a little number ticker up here in the corner when they do. Uh, 20s are good, 1s are bad, everything in between is on a scale, so feel free to boo and or cheer depending on what's happening in the story. And while they play their characters, I, the Dungeon Master, will play literally everything else. So anyone they encounter, any monsters they have to fight, any uh, weather patterns, story beats, anything else, that's all me. So um, you'll see me playing a huge number of people alongside them. Now, I'm very excited to introduce you to the cast of The Wreckage of Mithranor, so without ado, here they are. Hi, I'm Nat, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm playing Ildrathni Elendor, who uses she, they pronouns. Ildrathni is uh, an elf, definitely an elf, definitely not a dampier at all. No, mostly elf. Um, and also a cleric and a little bit of paladin and is currently traveling with a very, very ancient elf on a mission to go to the renowned city of Mithranor. Hi, I am Rebecca. I use she, her pronouns. I am playing Ava, who also uses she, her pronouns. Ava is an Azamar, a warlock of the undead. She currently has uh, a dead patron, stolen powers, a massive vendetta with her god, and the Wand of Orcus sending demons after her, so that's all fine. Uh, some people say that she's evil, and I've no idea why. She just has a lot going on. Hi there, I'm Nate. I uh, I use EM pronouns and I get played by G, uh, who also uses EM pronouns. And uh, well, I'm I started off as a wizard, right? And then I hung about with some druids for a long time. And then I hung, hang on, wait. No, that was when I became an artificer, sort of, for a bit. More like an apprentice, but then I didn't really finish my training. Uh, and well, most recently I made a warlock pact. And well, I've been in some bands and stuff for, for a while as well. So I suppose you could say I'm kind of like, a, I like getting into a lot of different stuff. Hey, I'm Niall, I play Anson Rain. Uh, both of us use he, him pronouns. Uh, Anson is a divination wizard and a little bit of fighter thrown in there. Um, yeah, once found out that he is um, a descendant of, <laughs> of an ancient Netherese wizard, uh, undead mummy, and uh, is, well, not a descendant, but a clone and is currently struggling with that whilst, uh, whilst, you know, being a little bit obsessed with magic and mythlars. 
Hi, I'm Evie. I use she/her pronouns, and I am playing Ephemera, who also uses she/her pronouns. Um, Ephemera is a reborn druid of spores, um, and being reborn was killed, sacrificed to Orcus at some point in the past, and through a wacky series of events, is now traveling with her good pal Ava, totally a, not a terrifying angel person, with a wand of Orcus being chased by demons. Life decisions have been made. Don't know if they're good. And there are all of our lovely players. Before we dive too deep into the story, a couple more AOB to go through. First, a word from our sponsors. We are delighted to be sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the Pro Membership where you can get premium access to features ahead of time and beta access to things um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at HeroForge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering and more. My favourite part of the collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com. And just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials. It's all great stuff. You should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. You can be playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum chest. We are also supported by Warriors of Waterdeep. Take your team of warriors on a quest spanning the Forgotten Realms, all on your mobile. Power up your teams with items, work with your guild to defeat hordes of enemies, and test your metal in the arena. And to make all of that work, you need gems. As we frequently say, the hunt for gems is real. Pop exclamation mark wow gems into chat for a link to collect free gems and get yourself that nice sword you've been looking at or revive your heroes against a deadly foe. Download link exclamation mark warriors of Waterdeep in chat. 
We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons and Dragons' Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat, and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our supporters at D&D Beyond, your guide to digital dirt and dirt. Make character sheets online, share them in a campaign, and track all of those tasty little stats in one easy place. You can use the Beyond app to track your characters on the go. You can also use their encounter tracker and archive monsters to run any smooth combat thing. You know what I'm saying. You're a DM. You've done this before. You know D&D Beyond is the place to go. You can also check out our character sheets and an exclamation point characters in Twitch chat below. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming-themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours, and there will be a roughly five to ten minute break somewhere near the middle. We run shows on Monday, Tuesday and Friday at 6pm Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10am Pacific Time, 1pm Eastern Standard Time, 7pm in mainland Europe, and 2am Tuesday morning in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we run TTRPG streams for three hours and on fridays we run our talk show talk together for one hour our ttrpg streams can be one shots four six eight or 12 weeks long you can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash roll together rpg slash schedule we are roll together rpg on all socials so find us on twitter instagram facebook and even tiktok Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat. Help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan Discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. Um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Finally, we play with a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with wide-ranging sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive, and we encourage and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are of a different gender to their own, and while we aim to avoid misgendering, we do acknowledge that it does sometimes happen, and have a company policy in place for correction, should the need arise. If you think we've missed anything, please let us know. You can drop us an email at RollTogetherRPG at gmail.com or just pop something into chat. We're always open to hearing about how we can do things better. We use the TTRPG Safety Toolkit as part of play. If you put exclamation mark safety into chat right now, there'll be a link to it, or you can uh, ask us about it on any of our social medias. We're happy to share it. It is uh, created by uh, Lauren Bryant and Kiana Shaw, and is an absolutely excellent way to play safely at your tables, and we couldn't recommend it more. If you put exclamation mark safety into chat as well, you'll also see a link to content warnings. Uh, this campaign does sometimes stray into the dark, especially party PVP, party and party conflict. 
So uh, do check that out and see if there's anything there you'd like to avoid. Anyway, without further ado, here's the intro. Welcome to the Wreckage of Mithra North. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons, or a morning of Dungeons and Dragons. I, I, don't, I don't know where you are. Hello. Good morning. Hello, Internet. Hello, all my friends. Oh, it's good. We're going to be playing some D&D. It's going to be splendid. I'm Chris. I'll be your DM for tonight. And uh, we are thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG. This is all going to be a thing where I do a recap, and a lot has happened, so I'm going to try and um, keep it keep it sweet, keep it simple. So, these five do not get on very well. I think that's the cliff notes. Is that fair? Some of these five don't get on. Yeah. That's fair. You're all lovely. Some of us are trying. We've already had some inter-party PvP with spells being cast, yeah. and everything's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Sure, it won't cause any issues in the long run. Um, Nile is playing Anton, as you know from the intro, and Nate were at a camp overlooking a Netherese um, city that they crashed through another story in Sea of Swords Forsaken. Check it out. Um, they were joined by an ancient elf called Nezaril who wants to go to Mithranor. They've given various reasons why they want to go to um, save their childhood home for one, to uh, save their people for two for some reason, something big they want to do there, but also been slightly nebulous about their interest in Mithals and Mithalars and Mithals are ancient elven magic that shield elven cities and Mithalars are Netherese magic that allow a reality warping abilities. The two effects of mingled in Mithranor because an ancient Netherese city also crashed here onto the city itself. So there's a lot of plot going on. Um, Nezaril travels with Ildrathni, which is Nat's character, and uh, Ava, Rebecca's character, and Ephemera, Evie's character, were joining them um, mostly to get away from demons hunting them down because they have the Wand of Orcus, which is a very important D&D item such artifact. Um, but also Nezaril and Ava had a conversation where they really made clear they wanted Ava to come along for reasons unspecified. A certain amount of kindred spirit going on there, which the other party may not have noticed yet. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, they all teleported to Mithrilor. They arrived in the Shrine of Mistra, which is where you teleport to into Pool of Radiance. I know, that, that was intentional. Um, they left the shrine. Yeah, 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 I'm a massive nerd. Um, they left the shrine, got a nice aerial view, not quite aerial, but like a sort of cliff-high view of Mithranor and the city crashed into it, and have been heading to the Polyandrium. Yes, Pool of Radiance fans, we're literally following the same route. And um, headed towards this ancient cemetery with large tombs and a squat-looking tower that um, appears to be dominating the skyline, as well as a sort of um, beautiful statuette thing that you have no chance to explore further. Um, they arrived and saw a T-Rex that then vomited up a zombie. I mean, that's the closest I can get to, like, the literal, this is what just happened. Um, and I think we were about to roll initiative, weren't we, my darlings? Is that true? But why? But for why? Oh, 
away as this T-Rex. Okay, let's set the scene and then go what the initiative is, because um, I think it's fair to say that the T-Rex stomped out, and you got the whole sort of, ooh, the ground is shaking Jurassic Park moment. The T-Rex stomped out from behind one of these shrines. These shrines are quite big. A T-Rex could easily be hidden behind one of them. This isn't like a... <laughs> Tell them to see me coming. <laughs> Stealth Rex. Um, <laughs> these shrines are quite big. They're like they're like um, sort of medium-sized family houses, sort of big. Because there's lots of ornate carvings and awnings and things. Um, elven architecture tends to be sweeping and uplines because it tries to emulate trees. So there is a certain amount of height and um, space that you easily have hidden behind. So you could be relatively close. I'd say within. And I will let you make the choice on this, somewhere between 60 to 100 feet. I don't mind what the range is, you just tell me. I'm, I'm happy with it being further. As far as possible? <laughs> you might regret your choices, I'm just saying. Ah, 60 then. 60? 60? How about we 80? Look, everyone else is ranged, so I don't mind spending three turns jogging towards it. Oh, don't worry, T-Rexes are fast. Um... <laughs> I think it's coming for us. Like... <laughs> It okay. just came to say hello. Let us let us split the difference and say it's eighty feet away. Um, it has just rounded the corner. It has just vomited up a zombie, and it will now, having seen you and roared, and then vomited the zombie because it was a raw vom. We've all had those nights. Um, it will then start charging towards you, which will be the advent of initiative. Um, it is up to you. I, I think it's probably best if we just roll initiative and dive from that point. So the T-Rex has started charging, but it's not run its full, f you know, how fast is the damn T-Rex? They're so fast. Yeah. I say 60 foot around. It can run 80 feet around. Fuck. <laughs> you made your choices. I, I, I did nothing here. I literally gave you choices, gave you the average. So let's all roll initiative and let, let's make this thing happen. The T-Rex is going to start charging. I'm not going to say that it gets to charge before it, anyone's turn. That's nonsense. Go on, dears. Shout them out. 22. 22. 16. 16. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, because I got eight. Uh, Dex mods, Ildra, Ephemera. Oh, zero. Oh, pl I've got plus one. Ephemera squeaks it. <laughs> <laughs> right, the T-Rex has started to charge, but it hasn't moved any distance. This is just like, it, it has vicious, angering intent. Uh, Nate, you are at the top of initiative, and this T-Rex has started charging towards you. Give a quick sense of the layout. There's this quite large tomb where the T-Rex is standing, so next to about 80 feet ahead, and the mm -hmm. tower is about... 40 feet behind that. The right. other tombs are off to the side a little bit. Um, place them wherever you want to place them if you need them to be somewhere, and we'll lock them in if we need to, because we're playing theatre of the mind. Um, Nate, at the start of your turn, and for all of you at the start of your turn, hmm, this is a tough one to try and work out with you lot because you are ridiculous. Okay. Magical effects you currently have on you. Anyone got any magical effects currently on them that are making them look certain ways, behave certain ways, feel certain ways? Uh, I have my form of dread up. Form of dread I would not count as part of an anti-magic field. Oh, and I have mage armor. Your mage armor would, would, would phase out. Oh no. Uh, like magical effects on magic items. Well, 
Targeted effects simply don't happen. Areas of magic and spells cast on things are suppressed. They're not off, they're just suppressed. So the spell is still effectively running, but you don't gain the benefit of it. Magic items are suppressed. All magic items are suppressed. Anton, I think your your crystal ball probably bounces on the ground. Oh, shite. (laughs) (laughs) This is specifically as the T-Rex gets closer or the area in general? You have no idea. But it's only just happened. It's only it's at start of initiative. At start of initiative, warm anti-magic surrounds all of you. So um, all of our magic items. Cool. Sorry, G. Does that include like I have a wand that is my arcane focus? I mean, you can't cast spells right now. Well, yeah, I guess. Fair enough. All of our magic items are offline. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. How does this affect Petunia, my bag of devouring, and does this affect potions? Interesting. Magic items are suppressed. I think Petunia is probably a bag right now, but um, doesn't it doesn't kill Petunia? It's just suppressed. Petunia is probably just a bag, and underneath the surface, just <laughs> you probably get like your bag is struggling to not be furious, um, and your potions wouldn't work if you drank them because they're suppressed. If you drank a potion. While it would still happen, but it would only kick in once you left the anti-magic field, whatever it is. Right, got you. And now I look at all of their scared faces. Good. Right. So, hang on, sorry. That's if, fine. If the... If Rebecca's thing is still functioning, does Wild Shape still function? Yes, Wild Shape does still function. It's part of a... It's part of a um, like your arm doesn't fall off. Like there are certain magical effects that are not affected by this because they are part of um, class-based effects that anti-magic can't control. Okay. So wild shaping still works. Um, Barbarian rage would still work. I could still um, blade sing. You could still blade sing. I would argue yes. Stuff like that I would allow. I think it's unfair not to. Um, Nezaril looks uncomfortable. Well, um, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Ephemera, your AC will have dropped by one because the blessings of a forge that I did on your armor is a magical infusion. Other question. The plus AC that I get from the Wand of Orcus, is that also suppressed? Does anti-magic feel suppressed, the Wand of Orcus? This was my wondering. My wondering? Um, rules is writ, yes it does. My AC has dropped from 18 to 12 with the suppression of the wand and... I love this game. And All right, drama. good. Let <laughs> This is really bad. I'm not very strong. I realise this all thrown a spanner into all of your plans, so please take your time. <laughs> no, no. I'm so, going Items are dead. Mm-hmm. S- spells are dead. Mm-hmm. We can cast and they will do not much, or we can, we just can't cast. Uh, if you cast a spell in an anti-magic field, effectively the spell still happens, but it's suppressed for the time being. Oh, it's the, same, so it's the same as a beholder's... Cool, gotcha. Exactly. This is fine. This is so fine. Interesting distinction between... Uh, spells that are spells and m- magical abilities that are clericky, like divine power. The, what I've ruled in the past is that um, paladin smites and um, um, channel, in, channel a divinity and that sort of thing, fine. Uh, a okay. blessed spell, not fine. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Ildrathni is looking 
not weak, but significantly less strong as well. Can you still carry your hammer? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's a, a strength requirement for it. Can you still wear your armor? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> what does plate require? 18. 18 strength? Mm-hmm. Then no. You have half movement speed. Fuck. Chris, why? Chaos. <laughs> like chaos, right? I am entirely made of magic. If there's no All magic, of you I have are a entirely dagger. made of magic. That was the intention of this whole thing. One I actually have two levels of fighter, so. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Two <laughs> levels of fighter. There's a T Rex charging towards you. G, when you're ready, I don't want to rush you. I know that I've taken yeah, a lot away from you. Um. I mean, I Five think I'm classes. just. <laughs> All casting classes. <laughs> I think I'm just going to wild shape. I'm just trying to decide what to wild shape as. Mm-hmm. Into a into a wasp. <laughs> I will sting the T Rex in its eye. One hit point. <laughs> I don't know. Unless it's allergic. If it's allergic to wasps, then that could be yeah. okay. right. Now, I'm going to Google are T Rexes allergic to wasps, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a nice option, but you could always ant man it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Rules as writ, you can't Ant-Man a villain, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> rules as writ, you can't Ant-Man a villain. <laughs> no, rules as writ, you can't Ant-Man anything, because if you uh, if you grow larger inside something, um, the spell doesn't work, because you can't... Um... I was just... I enjoyed the idea that in the PHB there was a, you cannot Ant-Man <laughs> a villain. <laughs> I mean, it's literally referenced... I think it's... I'd love to put out a little promo that says it's just Paul Rudd going. I couldn't have done it. I, I know what you're all thinking. I couldn't have done it. It wouldn't have I been a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, Google doesn't know if T Rexes are allergic to wasps or not. I'm very I'm <laughs> disappointed in Google. So there's a chance. <laughs> you need uh, Richard Attenborough for that kind of business. <laughs> Hang on, I'll just text him. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead, isn't he? I don't know. Yes. He is. All right. Off you go. Um, cool. Um, so I think getting a general sense that there's not traditional uh, magic kicking around, uh, yeah, Nate will wild shape into a constrictor snake. Gorgeous. Um, you are now as, as my um, bonus action. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my movement? 30 feet. How you, far away is... You can wild shape as a bonus action. Yeah. I got caught by wild shape. Oh, you... <laughs> I didn't know what kind of druid you were. Okay. <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm more druid than anything else. I'm level, level four druid. Okay. <laughs> proves I don't understand your character sheet at all. It's fine. It's good. Okay. <laughs> I barely got my head around. <laughs> you are now a snake. That's the first thing that's happened in combat, and we're 20 minutes in. Good. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how far away is... Well, both the T-Rex and the... 85. Um, I'm sorry, charging it. I mean, I am going to then, I guess, hold my action mm-hmm. for when one of them gets close enough to attack. Um, and okay. I will try and do a constrict attack at that point. How big is your snake? Phrasing. Yeah. Uh, a large beast. 
That's just a nickname. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was all me. Uh, right. Uh, from the squat tower, you hear a voice shout, Get them, my pretties! Ava, it is your turn. Right. Uh, I have my form of dread up, but that is it. It's still active because it's a class ability. That's lovely. Would the T-Rex like, nope, it still only happens if I hit something. What does your form of dread look like? You said it was going to change. It has changed. Uh, suddenly that's not top of my priorities right now, but it has changed. <laughs> yes. Um, so whereas before, there's still the little face tug as everything just slides, but rather than the slightly, well, the very mouldy, drippy hag mm-hmm. thing with the green, it is now, same as when her wings change, that more of a petrol mm-hmm. sheen that just sort of shimmers, and then it's quite hard to get an exact grip on her features anymore. There's definitely still Ava's face, but then as the skin seems to become more translucent and to rip slightly Mm -hmm. beneath there is the shadow of someone else's face. It is more masculine. It is a slightly darker, um, a bronzer skin color, a slightly squarer jaw, but it is ripped and it is screaming. We record, we're recording this one in the morning, and good morning, everyone. There we go. Good, right? <laughs> Splendid stuff. Um, Ava has a uh, another face, a masculine face, screaming under her face. And it shimmers and flickers as the petrol sheen just kind of washes over, and so it doesn't just stay put. It sort of moves and shifts underneath her skin. Okay. Hi, I know what that is, and I'm sad now. Okay, what would you like to do? You're welcome. Well, literally the only thing I can do in an anti-magic cone is hit mm. it with a dagger for 1d4, and I'm not stupid. <laughs> so, and Ava's not that stupid either. Yeah. So, can I use my turn to make some kind of check to see if mm-hmm. I can sense with all my spidey senses where this field ends? Sure, run me an arcana check. Otherwise, I'm just going to run in a random direction, but that's slightly less fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> arcana. That is a flat 17. Right, that's an int-based check as well, so I'll allow some basic intelligence as well. You heard a voice from the large tower shouting, um, anti-magic fields, as far as you are aware, um, are not big, 10-foot radius. Oh, so I could have just run and seen. That's a waste of a turn. Never mind. Unless they come from certain creatures that can project them out of their central eye when it's on a 150-foot cone. It, so it is a... Okay, but the T-Rex is obviously not a beholder, and we haven't The T-Rex seen... is not a beholder, yes. It's always good to check with you, Because, <laughs> um, you know, the T-Rex vomiting a zombie could be a beholder in your brain. I do know this. Um... The voice we've heard shrieking from how we've just heard, we haven't seen. Correct. But you how... heard a very pompous, odd-sounding voice shouting from the tower, so... And is it fair to say that Ava knows what Rebecca knows, which is it is a cone extending from a central point? I think so. Know. You're quite high-level characters. You've experienced the world a bit. I'd say so. Can Ava do some quick maths and um, move if she can work out exactly, you know, if the tower's there and the cone's mm-hmm. coming there and 150 feet is that, can I work out what direction I need to move in to get out this turn? Cones are as wide as they are long, which is a really useful metric for working this stuff out. You are currently 120 feet away from the tower, which means you'd have to move 120 feet to be out of the anti-magic field. 
60 foot, surely. Sorry. Oh, 60 foot in the middle. No, yes, 60 foot in the middle. Great. Uh, Then I will use my movement to move 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. I want to move the sideways direction so that I can be within range of hitting the tower when I get my spells back next turn. Would it be fair to say that if you are arcing around in like a parabola? So you're yeah. creating a, um, making it impossible for the beat of the cone to hit as many of you as possible. Exactly. Oh. So I will move and I will, as a free action, just call to the party because I promised to play nice. Um, <laughs> pretty sure that is a beholder, 150 foot cone. You might want to move spread out. That's um, fine. You do. Does it go up? Is it a 2D or a 3D shape? It's a 3D shape. And I'm on the grip. Bothered, I'd have to fly like 160 feet up to be out of it. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't be that cruel, so it'd be terrible tactics to make the, the cone just like, I get the party yeah. there, because you'd run out of it immediately. No, it would be a flat cone, which means that you've got to go 60 feet up to get out of it. That's it. Yeah. If the creature is in the tower, and the closer you get to the tower, it's not on the floor, right? Yeah, it's yes. looking down. Arguably, yes. But I don't want to get close to the tower because I am a warlock. Uh, <laughs> do I want to go around? Do I want to go up? I have I just permanent know. fly speed now, don't I? Because we jangled hmm. some rules. Yes, I am going to... You haven't seen this before, except Femera. I am going to whack out my nice bat... Petrol rainbow wings. Rainbow <laughs> makes them way too cheerful. They are not cheerful. Do they, because we, we've not discussed this, record, I have no idea. Are they always there under clothes or are they magicked into existence? I'm pretty sure that I magic them into existence. Grand, great. And I think, again, it used to be a gift of Kelimvor that they can burst out in radio things and part of Ava gaining control of her own power, she can just make them appear whenever she likes. And they're gross. I love them. So, yeah, scrap that. I do not arc around. I fly 30 oh, feet up just great. to, again, spread out. Yeah, totally fine. You and as I go, I give Nate a slight look of, can you do this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you probably can. I am aware uh, of this. <laughs> uh, I mean, Nate, 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 Nate picks that up and he's like, well, not with wings, but yeah. I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a slight... You're, you're getting nothing back from the face because it's a stick, but... <laughs> it's not a completely, like, ju- it's more of a, like, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't know I could you do didn't. this, did you? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Great, that's why I took so long over that to do nothing. I'm so sorry. It's totally fine. I have thrown you in the deep end. My time. entire turn, I fly 30 feet into the air and <laughs> look oily. <laughs> the zombie is going to start to run, and it is fast. It will run 70 feet because it uses its action to dash. Ah. And the zombie, looking at it, like it's it's not like a shambling mound of flesh. It is a violent, jagged, clawed, undead creature. It looks like, as it runs forward and towards you, it looks like it's got things bolted onto it. It's been augmented. It's been upgraded. Hmm. One of its arms is definitely not human. Anyway, it runs as fast as it can towards you and gets within 10 feet of the whole party, and that's all it can do because it dashed, and that's its turn. Well, that means I can attack it. Because <laughs> I, I have my action. Do you have a range of 10 feet as a snick? Oh, actually, I don't know where I'm at. You might do, I don't know. Yes, yes. Um, if it's in, 
it's within 10 feet of me, um, it can take some necrotic damage. Oh, no. You activate your wild shape before we enter combat. No, this isn't this isn't part of wild shape. Oh, Just sorry. a spore druid aura. Yeah, this is halo. At all times. All times. Spore <laughs> druids are great. Don't piss off ephemera. Good, right? It doubles uh, when my when my symbiotic it entity doubles. Ah. Oh. So going to take six necrotic damage, please. Uh, I'm checking to see if it's got any resistances. It doesn't yet. Take six necrotic damage. Sure. And even if it did, it wouldn't for me. Oh, of course. You you ignore necrotic resistance. Yep. <laughs> what have I done? I'm good, right? Um... <laughs> good. That's great. That's great. What's your range, G? Uh, yeah, no, sorry. It's only five feet. Only five feet. Okay. Um, yeah, it's ten feet away, but it is it is approaching fast. Um, and a big bumbly fly. Uh, that doesn't get a turn yet. Nazaril is not in a good place because even that stopped working. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Just gonna run. He's going to run to the side. No, 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 no. And they're going to um, do what um, Ava suggested. They're going to try and spread out as much as possible. So they're going to use their action to dash 50 feet. They are slower. They can't run a full 60. Um, They're going to dash 50 feet um, to the side, trying to get out of the cone for now, because they're a wizard, Harry. There's there's nothing else to say, and within fifty feet they can still do that because it's not a. They can do that and they can do that because they are not spells. They are class abilities. Good, right? Sorry, making sure I know what I'm doing. The T Rex <laughs> is going to charge forward. Its speed is forty, so it can charge eighty, which means it uses its action to charge forward. Um, it will basically run up to all of you and is going to with its mouth out and we're going to it's going to leave initiative at the point when it is basically directly in front of you about to start biting someone pouncing forward gee i presume that your snake is going to be the first thing that gets to it cool it is right. huge does how does that affect your um constricting doesn't you can just constrict anything Melee weapon attack, one creature. That's all it says. Doesn't say anything about size. That's amazing. No, I love it. Go for it. Make your attack roll. Uh, yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> That's. Uh, oh, it's not great. It's only a 15. That hits. It's. Oh. A- it's a T-Rex, which doesn't have much armor because it's a T-Rex, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's a zombie, which lowers its armor class significantly. You hit it. Of course you do. Cool. Um, That's not why it's here. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So uh, let's do a bit of damage. Uh, nice. So that's 10 points of damage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and And it's... is that poison? Oh, uh, no. Just slashing and stabbing and that sort of thing. Budgeting. Yeah, that's fine. It takes all of that. That's fine. Um, and it's grappled, so it's restrained. Um, how do you restrain the zombie T-Rex? So I think it's still, like, you know, significantly bigger than I am. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've kind of, like, done a, like, coil and sprung at it. Cool. And coiled, like, my tail around its leg and mm-hmm. my head around its tail, and I'm just trying to pull them 
That's very cool. As it runs forward and starts to leap into into charge, this boa constrictor just sproing leaps out, wraps the tail, wraps the wraps the leg, and starts to pull together. And it stumbles over itself. You note that it's it's a sloppy it's a sloppy it's a sloppy one. It just sort of flops around as it goes. It's not got that kind of aquiline Jurassic Park T Rex vicious killer. What it's got is slightly bloated. Um, it runs with a kind of um, almost slightly comical like duck flap walk like it's it's not healthy it's dead so um as you do that it just like it lands on its side and starts to skid awkwardly its mouth open and as it it reaches all of you with the snake wrapped around it it just and another zombie starts to start crawling out of its mouth as a bonus action um as this happens so you've got the t-rex there as restrained and you've got another zombie in front of you as well and the one that's 10 feet away anton uh, I'm gonna run. <laughs> run away! I pick up my crystal ball. I uh, I run. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna action surge to dash to make the full sixty foot. Right. Uh, if you run sixty feet, you will be on the edge. I would allow that you can cross it. I'm not going to be that. That's sweet. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, um, if you so you're going to use your your movement to run and your action surge to action to dash. Yeah. That is uh, fine. You will reach so yeah. the edge of the. Um, you will suddenly go, <gasps> and the crystal ball just fly up into the air again. You can all see that. Well, have you gone at an angle away from where Nezaril is running? Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm trying to spread out like Ava's said. Perfect. That's could brilliant. I could I say just because what I'm going to do with my actual action. Yeah, sure. Um, so Anton like picks up the crystal ball and just starts sprinting. And as he starts sprinting, you see him like turn into a Tom Cruise run where it's like <laughs> this crystal ball in his hat. And then as he reaches, as he reaches the sixty foot thing, he's gonna chuck the crystal ball into the air. And as it reaches outside the anti magic field, it just goes <laughs> on. And then he's gonna look at the tower and he's gonna like, I suggest you surrender whatever's in there. And I'm gonna fireball inside it. That's amazing. What's the range on fireball? Uh, 120 foot, I believe. So you can just reach the tower. That's fine. Well, the tower's only 60 foot away, isn't it? No, the tower's 120 feet away. Oh, right. But if I've run 60 foot, is it no, not yeah, now yeah. 60 feet? If oh. you've arced a parabola, then you're still the same range from the tower. That's fine. Oh, okay. So I would allow that you can get... I think it's 150 feet on a fireball anyway. It is, so, it is 150, yeah. Are you targeting the top floor of the tower? Um, is there a window? Uh, the tower appears to have archways and is slightly open on the sides. But anywhere like where something could be looking from. It's the archways uh, the archways around the tower on the sides. I haven't described it very well, I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's like the tower is open to the elements. It looks like bits of wall have been broken away, maybe to give something a better view of the surrounding landscape. Hmm. Could I Could I make a little perception check before casting Fireball to see if I can see this creature? Sure and then fireball it. <laughs> sure. Of course you can. Um, I was trying to think. Will, yeah, my... Yeah, all my You'll also need to make sure that you target um, at a point where the fireball won't pass into the um, anti-magic cone to sort of arc it slightly. Yeah, it's kind of like if I aim for its tooth, then the eye's there. <laughs> so the fireball's going to expand there. Yeah, yeah, that's, kind of, that's fine. Um, uh, what's your perception check? Okay, come on, please, please, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what a natural one! Oh. 
So um, I have no clue where it is. There are three... The tower's got um, five floors. The top three are all sort of open to the elements, but you can't see any movement within any, any of them. Any of those three floors, there might be something there. You don't know. Uh, if it was me, I'd go in... I'd go in the middle, so I'd, <laughs> I'm just going to aim for the middle floor. Cool. And, uh, fireball is spherical, right? It's still going to go upwards. It might not go through the floor, but it might do some damage to the floor and the ceiling, surely, maybe? I don't know how this works. That's a good point. There might um, be holes in the floor if it's a derelict tower. <laughs> I am very much of the belief that Fireball should, because uh, it did an auditions go around corners. So yeah, there'll be a lovely sort of... Um, <laughs> Explosion. You might even destroy the tower. Who can say? It is der- it is derelict. Fair enough. Well, I will derelict all over it. Um, What's that a reference to? It's Nathan Barley, isn't it? Zoolander. Oh, it's Zoolander. Wait, it's Zoolander. Derelict. Oh, no way. Oh, no way. No, I think I need to know its name. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> just other cool shit I might be able to do later um, yeah. that fireball. I'll just do a third level fireball it goes flying right. around and you arc it around where you think that the beam should be if the thing is on the middle floor you're smart enough to do this I'm not going to be difficult about it so fireball goes in and explodes in the central um, space of the tower okay alright so we have Um, 20. 27 have... points of damage and it needs to make a 18 dex save no it doesn't um, there is an explosion and um, part of the tower just explodes out in this fireball um, you hear sort of a shout of no my precious things <laughs> and um, yeah you get the sense it wasn't there <laughs> but you've bombed a floor that's fine it's good oh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry your your, per- your perception check was a one there's no way I'm you were going to hit it I'm going to um, shout I'm going to shout if you surrender now I'll stop blowing up your things <laughs> <laughs> right ephemera Right, yeah, I'm gonna hit the symbiotic entity button and no, I, that, that that would that would be very disturbing um, if I actually had a button for it. Uh, so yeah, I breathe out and I black mold mode. Imagine activate. if you had a button like there implanted in your chest that said symbiotic entity on it that made you turn into a spore monster. I kind of want that now. That'd be good. Uh, ah, yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would. Anyway, you punch the button. <laughs> What's symbiotic Hold entity on. look like? What, what, is it, what does it look like? Um, so it's very much, I breathe out a kind of noxious fume and from my lips um, and my eyes, my hair, my dress, my fingers, they all just gradually start to turn black. Um, and yeah, it's it's black mold mode. It's a bit grisly. It's a bit gothic. As we've described your characters before, Evie. Dark, but fluffy. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you are in mold mode. I think that's a bonus action. Um, there's I know, mold it's, mode. It's a full action. It's a full action. Okay, yeah. well, you are now in mold mode. That's fine. I will use my bonus. By the way, I remembered now that um, the thing where I 
the reaction for the zombie and actually needed to make a con saving throw, and I completely oh. just forgot about that. No, no, that's fine. Uh, con save from the zomboir. Uh 16. 16. That fails anyway, so... So it took the damage. That's fine. It, but it damage. took the damage that time. That's good. And uh, you get your reaction back on your turn if you want to use it now to do more mold damage to people. Excellent. I'm actually going to use my bonus action mm-hmm. to um, kind of get something from my nail where it's all black and flick it um, and use my spreading spores. So where the zombie is, is now mm-hmm. a little section of noxious spores. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the beginning of its turn, it will make a check and then potentially take some damage. How wide is the range of your spore cloud? It is a 10-foot cube. 10-foot cube means you could get the zombie that's running up, the one that's just come out of the mouth, and the T-Rex all in the same cube. Excellent. I will. I will happily allow that. That's fine. Great. There's suddenly spores around all of the zombies and... Oh, they're all zombies. Around all the zombies. Ildrathne. Uh, is it possible? I appreciate Ephemera has not used any of her movement. Mm-hmm. The, with the T-Rex being so chunky, would it theoretically be possible to get around the other side of it without an invoking attack of opportunity? Yes, attacks of opportunity has to do with the range of the creature, so as long as you stay within 10 feet of it, it won't get an attack of opportunity. Okay. Uh, in that case, towards, uh, like, as Ephemera is doing her stuff, Ildrathne is going to say, Ephemera, darling, get away from me if possible. Uh, why? <laughs> You'll see in a minute. Oh. <laughs> Turning undead. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I would like to just skitter back, like maybe another. I don't. Time. I don't want to upset you, but this might. <laughs> um, Ephemera, you didn't use your movement on your turn. I would fully allow you to use your movement at this point, not even as a reaction to get somewhere. Do you want to be? Where do you want to be driven to if you fail? <laughs> this is the big important question we have now. <laughs> uh, if I fail, I'd like to be driven in the direction of Ava. Who is flying? Who is flying? Hmm. <laughs> then I guess it doesn't really matter. Okay, where would if you, you get like... the other, if you if you get the other side of them, I definitely have time to give you these tactics. If you get the other side of them and you fail, they'll still have to run towards you, so all of your spores things will still work. <laughs> <laughs> you said a lot of words in six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will allow you to, um, because you're not in range of physical attacks of them yet, because um, there's no need to be, you're very you're happy to skirt around all of them to be on the far side of them, so they're drawn towards you, but you would also be drawn away, so you'd be a whole cloud of awful just running away. Yeah. Good. Go ahead, Eldrathne. Yeah. Uh, I would like to position myself so I am uh, with, so they are in line with the tower from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So they charge uh, through the tower, right? That's what you want. So, yeah, I want to turn them back. Turn away, back mm-hmm. to the tower from mm-hmm. whence you came, mm-hmm. closer to the start point of the cone, so we can be closer without being affected by the anti-magic field, is the theory. Okay, I'm not sure I can entirely follow it, but that's fine. Um... If, it's, if it's a cone and they're, they're closer to the, the top of the cone, we can be within yes, range. Yes, that's true. You can. You can step out of the cone far more, far more effectively, okay. it's true. Uh, then I am going to channel Divinity Tanadet. She's going to um, just... <laughs> Again, weaker somewhat. I kind of heave the, the yeah. hammer. <laughs> Fire cloak be with me and slam it into the ground. Mm. Uh, and then you'll need to make a, a 17 wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, I'm great at these. You are, yeah. That's the saving grace of this because T Rexes are not. 
I have tried to like if if I was not within attack of opportunity range of the T Rex and the zombie, I would have tried to step back a little bit so I caught the monsters but not ephemera if she's now gone the other side of you're gonna catch ephemera because i want you to um (laughs) yeah your ephemera is totally fine um the the tyrannosaurus zombie it has a minus four to its wisdom saving throws and i rolled a one so it rolled a minus three wow it is also restrained what's its movement speed at the moment zero ah The little arms are flapping. It's genuinely unhappy. It doesn't want to be anywhere near you. It doesn't like you at all. It probably vomits again, but there's no zombie. Um, It's it's just upset and unhappy, but it can't go anywhere because the snake's there. Um, Yeah. The zombie's on the other hand. Yeah. (laughs) Here is the terrifying T Rex. Oh, I need a minute to recover from that. Oh, they get a bonus. Oh, that's good. Okay, because that was another nat one. Oh my god. One of the zombies just... The one that was about 10 feet away sort of stops in its tracks and uses its reaction, because it has to for this, I think, to just peg it. To just go running straight back towards the the, um, tower, and it will get 35 feet closer, so it's, it's turned around and run back. Um, as it runs, the one in front just looks at you and just... And its mouth widens, and all of its teeth have been filed. It has jagged humanoid teeth that have clearly been just awfully filed bone down to a jagged point in all cases. Um, It's definitely been tampered and altered, and it looks odd. It just looks really fucking weird. There's no way around it. it. It's definitely been played with by someone. But yeah, it's not turned. It just looks okay. at you, you're drafting with a kind of, yeah. All right, then. Uh, I I have no bonus actions I can use that are not spells, so I'm just going to walk slowly towards it and also back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you attack with disadvantage if you're overburdened by your armor, I think. I can't attack at all because channel, channel divinity, I believe, is a it's an action. action. It is, yeah. But we'll work it out in a second. Yeah. Nate. You are a snake. The T-Rex is uh, um, pathetic. Um, do I get the sense that it is now, like, because of what Eldrathnia has just done, It's try- it would like to run away, but it can. Uh, because I'm moving Ride the wild T-Rex. Shape. Ride the T-Rex. Yeah. You're wild-shaped, not polymorphed, so you've still got Nate's intelligence. So, yeah, you understand completely what's just happened there. Cool. I let go of it, then, I think. Do you stay on it, or do you just let it go? Hmm. Be a scarf. I think it might take me out of the anti-magic field, so I hold on to it. I wrap myself around its leg and let go of its tail so it can get up. And Or maybe not, I'm around its tail so it can still move its legs. So I'm hoping that it's going to drag me out of the anti-magic field. Right. Uh, the T-Rex has to use its reaction to move, right? Yeah, it does. So... Um, it has to get up because it was restrained, therefore prone. So it just <laughs> starts slowly, laboriously getting up. It uh, it doesn't take its reactions. It cannot take reactions. It must take its turns oh, moving right. as far as way, okay. away from me as it can. Cool. Then in which case, it, the other zombie's still there. Um, it is going to just um, like slowly start getting up. Um, there's no look of fear in its eyes because it doesn't have eyes. 
just holes where its eyes would be, but it, it looks it looks upset. As upset as something without eyes can look. Vomiting. Vomiting profusely. <laughs> With a snake wrapped around its tail. With a snake around its tail on the tail for a ride. Yep, that's a thing now. Which I guess I will also attack it. Because I'm there. <laughs> Bite it in the bum. While you're down there, little chew. <laughs> um, oh no, that's only a 14. It's. <laughs> I mean, actually, I would get advantage anyway, don't I? Well, no, I don't, because it's not restrained anymore. Right, never mind. It's not restrained anymore. Um, <laughs> it's just upset. <laughs> um, Doesn't giving it damage um, stop the effects of turn undead? It does, yes. Oh, okay, never mind then. I didn't realise that. No, that's okay. I didn't realise that. Yeah, it, I will allow that you as a party start to work this out and you go, Arr! and then Ildrethi goes, no, and you go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, yeah, I don't do anything. I just kind of hold on. Good, lovely. Um, right. <laughs> None of you can see this. Um, what you will see is Nezaril suddenly turning, straightening, and um, clearly now out of the anti-magic cone. Ava, it's your turn. Cool. I want to use my movement to fly my 30 feet you, up and to get out of the mm-hmm. cone. You, you realise that you're out of the anti-magic field when sort of you're, you're, you'll have a sense of magic coming back to you because of everything. Yeah. Uh, when you're about 15 feet up, it's moved. The cone has moved. Fantastic. Okay. I have an anti-magic question, which is... Oh, sorry. I'm an idiot. Um, Anton, on that point, your crystal ball lands on the ground again. The curve is to face you. You fireballed it! I don't know what you expected to have happen. To let everyone else have their magic abilities back now. Uh, that's a good point. I don't think they've... had to move it 60 foot out of the way. It only has to move it 60 foot. There's a... Yes. They're on the edge. They're on the edge. Of glory. Sorry, Rebecca. Um, Anti-magic cone question. Yes. Anton's fireball was instantaneous. If I did a spell that lasted, would it last or does the anti-magic cone then? It's suppressed while the anti-magic cone is on you. So you would effectively have it on you because your AC is not No, no, so not on me, on it, on the beholder. Oh, interesting. I Uh, want to cast sickening radiance, Chris, but I don't want it to instantly pop. I want it to last. Oh, I see. Um, It's... It would have to like cone the whole room. It can't cone itself because it can't see itself. Um, very important part of the beholder's anatomy. So um, it can see itself with its eye stalks, but uh, that's different. So um, the cone could never stop a sickening radiance around the entirety of itself. No. Okay, so the spell isn't if you dispel a part of it, it all goes. It no. would have to all be dispelled. Fantastic. It's also not then... dispelled. Very important distinction is suppressed. Fantastic. Then in that case, I would like to sickening radiance because I can't see it. Can I make a perception check to make sure I can get in roughly the right area? Well, also it's not it's on the second floor radius. and the first floor and the third floor are still uh, available. Within 30 feet of each other, could I get, as in well, within 60 feet of each other because it's 30 foot radius, can I get them both? Is it a sort of, is, is, it, is it a spheroid? It is a 30 foot radius sphere. Interesting. Yeah, that could encompass the top three floors, with some corners not affected. Fantastic. I will do that. Um, <sighs> and assuming, so nothing happens for now, but it's going to start its turn there. Um, so please make con saving throws when we get there. What's the visual of this? 
Ooh, um, I think Ava probably flies up and there's a glint of morning sun and for a moment she looks, she is, you know, she looks quite like, you can almost, almost see that she used to have that angelic vibe and you have a moment like, oh, maybe she's not, and then um, (laughs) she just holds out a hand and just, again, it's less like she fires something and more like just from where she gestures, the air just sort of sickens and gets infected and this little breeze of infection floats its way across and then spreads really slowly and fills the space. All right. What you guess is... No, 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 no! But you can't see it yet. Brilliant. Uh, And then I'm pretty sure the only bonus actions I could do would also be spells. So I don't do anything. Oh, uh, I have technically now hit it, but is it immune to being frightened? Is it immune to being frightened? I don't think so. Great. Then please make a whiz. Wisdom. Wisdom? Wisdom saving throw to see if it's frightened of me. Well, I'm rolling like dog shit. It is frightened of you. Great. Uh, you don't know that because you can't see it, but... Um, I just assume everything is frightened of me unless I, I see proof to yeah. the contrary. That's fine. Great, that's fine. Uh, zombie number one will now uh, run away. It had already run away, but it's now actually running away. Yes, it Didn't will take... Didn't make a con save. Yeah. Come now. There it is, nat 20. Ah. Oh. It's but, it's, but it's running away. Yeah. Uh, the other one that just got vommed up um, that wasn't turned, um, does it also make a con save? They're all in the yes, 10th Yes, it does. Well. They're all in the... Oh, that's even better. 23. Ah. Oh. Here are the good rolls. Here they are. Come on, zombs. Right. Um, this zombie is going to leap forward and it's going to attack Aldrathne. You have made yourself look... look you look tasty? Well, ephemera doesn't look tasty. That's the important distinction here. And they wouldn't take the snake. Cool. It is going to leap at you, Ildrethny, and is going to attack. Mm-hmm. Does a 14 hit you? No. My AC is still 21. <laughs> it's clawing at you violently, but um, it doesn't... It doesn't manage to get very far. Second attack, 20, does not hit. It's all over you, but it can't get through your armor. Although you are realizing that your armor is heavy and you're like, eh, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Uh, right. Okay. Um, Nezaril, who is now fine, who is now out of the anti-magic field because it shifted towards Anton, is going to... Can use all of the spells. And that's back in play. Uh, they are going to look up to you, Ava. And um, they're going to cast haste on you. Ooh. Remind me what that does. I haven't been hasted as a caster before. Uh, one second, please. Oh, no, it's cool. I've got the conditions up. I will find it. 
Haste isn't a condition. No, it's um, not. I don't have it. I won't. <laughs> there we go. Uh, your speed is doubled. Right. You have a plus two bonus to AC. Great. Advantage on deck saves. And you have an additional action on your turn. However, that action can only be used for attack, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object. Brilliant. And I can't attack with an extra spell because that still is cheating. Correct. It's a weapon attack. Thanks. <laughs> the important thing is you can use it to dash. Great. You are now able to get all round and get to the damn tower if you need to. But, um, they will cast up at you, and you will see... That you've never seen those real cast, apart from the teleport, you've never seen them cast a spell on, in combat before. Um, they appear to be futzing with... They, they move their hands around, and their hands suddenly gain duplicates, triplicates, quadruplets, and they pull them all back together, and um, they're futzing with time! Amazing. Ildra, you've seen this before, it's fine. Um, cool, right. Uh, they will also keep moving in the parabola because the more the more spread out you are, the better. Um, they will remain within 60 feet of as many of you as they can, which is Ildra, Ephemera, Nate as far as they're aware, and Ava in the sky. So they're going to sort of arc loop, but they're remaining within 60 feet of all of you. You don't know why. Cool. Right. Uh, the T-Rex is going to run away. Run away! Can it please make because I, I the the spores are still there. Can it make a con save, please? Oh yeah, this it's good at. No, it isn't. Fail. Yeah, it failed. Fail. Seven. Yes. Failed. Failed completely. Okay, hang on. Ooh, that was max. Um, that was sixteen. Oh! <laughs> it's it's going to vomit on another zombie. <laughs> it's the deck in front of you all, and it's then going to rah, 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 slowly run away with Nate on the tail. Rah, 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 rah. What direction is it going? Towards the tower. Towards the tower. So, I mean, okay. all of the zombies in its stomach were also turned because they were in its stomach. No. They couldn't see you, so they're not affected by it. Disappointing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's, there's now three zombies. There's two zombies in front of you two, and one that's also running away. Run away! Do they roll again at the end of their turn now, or are they just turned for a minute? No, I, it doesn't say. They're just turned it, for a minute. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't even say that they um, that they get unturned if they get hit in this description. Okay. But... Oh. Just keeps running. Like a big, sad chicken. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just big, big sad yeah. chickens. That's what they are. That's why they're so angry. You that's are once so again anti magic field resolutely. Um, yeah, no, but that's okay because I'm 60 foot closer, so it means I need 30 foot to get out of it now. So. <laughs> you didn't. No, it's an arc, it's a parabola. If you run a not, parabola. I thought I, was running, I thought I was running towards the tower, like the opposite way to thingy. Because it's a cone, if you ran towards the tower and ran towards the tower, it's not, it's not half and half again. Are you running sort of at an angle towards the tower? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I was I trying to you were arcing in a parabola the around the outside. Around no, the outside. sorry, I didn't make that clear. That's okay. Um, Is it doable? I'm trying to work out the maths. No worries. Cone. Arcing point to the closest point of the side of the cone. Yes, that's fine. Cone moves. You're closer. I would say it's 45 feet to the edge of the cone right now because of um, angles. Okay. Does Anton need to run out or can he run? Because the cone is coming down, can he get underneath and then aim up? That is a fascinating thought. Anton, you haven't intelligence for 20. Would you think of that? 
Yes. <laughs> How about you run and dive, and we'll see if it gets you out of the cogs. I think that's a lovely thought. Okay. What do I have to do for that? <laughs> uh, roll me an athletics check. Okay. Solve this quadratic equation in less than 30 seconds. Can we say it was an acrobatics? <laughs> yeah, I'd say the acrobatics is fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, 11. <laughs> you run. <sighs> Face plant. Do a sort of awkward roll. <laughs> you realise that your magic ability is back, but you're prone on the floor. Cool. <laughs> you're I, uh, muddy. I pull out, you, you don't look good. <laughs> I pull out my crystal ball, chuck it up in the air again, and fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Which floor are you aiming for this time? The top one. Yeah. For reference, Beholders are very arrogant, of course, on the top floor. Um, <laughs> I should have realised that sooner. Welcome think, to my domain! I think, domain. No, you go. <laughs> I think Anton like, mumbles that to himself. He's like, of course he's on the fucking third floor. He's an asshole. <laughs> Dex save, yeah? Uh, please. Okay. Come on. 16? That means an 18. Um, it's frightened, and I'm looking at it, so it gets disadvantage on its saves as well. As in, it can see me and is frightened. 50? <laughs> Still fails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Still fails. Okie dokie. Oh, wait. Let me cast my spell so that it's mm -hmm. tapped off before mm -hmm. I start having loads of spell slots for no reason. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of numbers. Good damage. All right. 10, 20. Numbers, numbers, numbers. 31. 34. 34 points of fire damage, civil play. Boom! The top of the tower explodes. D100 roll. <laughs> the whole tower <laughs> creaks ominously. <laughs> no! Retreat! Femmer, it is your turn. Okay, I'm gonna whack a zombie. Whack a zombie! There are two. Uh, whichever one's closer, I suppose? I mean, they're both there. Uh, one's on Ildrathne and one is um, in a pool of sick on the floor. I'll go with the one in the pool of sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not humanoid sick, guys. It's not like, oh, there's a pool of farm. It's just sort of necrotic blurg. Like, it's just a pus and icker and ooze. It's not. It's yeah, because like, that's not disgusting. <laughs> it's not vomit. It doesn't smell like vomit. It smells like death. That's, if, if you like oh, that. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> that was a 22 to hit? Uh, yeah, you hit it. It's a fucking zombie. <laughs> Fantastic. So that's a different is... type. Yeah. Don't, don't piss them off. <laughs> That is 11 damage. Yeah. And can it also make a con save? Because I'm going to, I can use a reaction on my turn if I want, right? Of course you can. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, con save. They're good at these. 16. It does not pass. Why do I do this to myself? Yep. So that's another oof, 8, 9, 10. That's another 11 necrotic damage, please. Hot damn. Spores, druids, they're so good. Great. Um, yeah, you. Um, also, it's a zombie, so it thinks that necrotic things shouldn't affect it. How are you? How are you um, chewing it down to size? Because you are. So um, I'm using my very mushroomy, now black mouldy staff. Mm -hmm. um, so it just kind of whacks into its side, and as it does so, um, little bits of black mould just kind of uh, grow out from where it's hit. Wow. Um, and just kind of drain some of the life 
it doesn't fully understand what you're doing. This shouldn't hurt it as much as it is, but it does because necrotic resistance. So um, it just looks confused. This one has um, it has very large, almost saber-toothed tiger-style tusks for in its mouth, and um, its head has clearly been stitched together from various other heads. So its head is bulbous and weird-looking. Um, again, they've all been toyed with. Um, but this one looks very badly hurt from that and is confused as to why it hurts so much. Why does it hurt? Why? Uh, Ildrathne. You've uh, just seen Ephemera do that and are like, Ephemera doesn't need protecting. <laughs> uh, the the cone is not off me yet. I still feel drained. And everything yeah, you yet. both still feel drained. Um, although you have... You've got the sense that um, Nezaril can now do things, so maybe the side of the cone is closer. Maybe within five feet of you, you don't know. I I will... Will I do that first? Yeah, why not? I think she's just going to go, come along then, to the zombie that's in, like, and just starts walking. <laughs> Um, it can't move with you, so it will take an attack opportunity on you as you um, try and step to the left. Um, right, we have... Come on now. Yes! 24! All right, yeah. Yeah, take that, you fucking... Right, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I've got to hit sometime. Give me this. All right, it's max damage. It's nine. Yeah! Yeah! You... Oh, no. Eldritch Listen, dead. right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the zombie claws as you go and will um, get through your armor, probably slashing around your feet, which are probably less well armored. So it'll sort of catch your thigh, not your thigh, your, your calf, catch your calf muscle. I know, I've got, I've got pretty good greaves on. Oh. But, yeah. Back of the knee. Clearly not. Like but, an area yeah, that would be a bit less yeah, well protected. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So it manages to catch through that and you're like, <laughs> but you do manage to step about. 10 feet to your left and this is like a power-up animation you suddenly like hold everything how it goes in the air like oh. it's not quite a magic girl transformation but you know okay to that effect then the the t-rex and the zombie that has just been vomited out of it mm. that's had a chance to dash away from me so it's what 60 feet away from me now uh, the zombie. Oh, they're dashing. Of course they are. Uh, they've both gone seventy and eighty feet respectively because they are fast. Yep. Um, so they are running towards the tower. They're now within forty feet of forty forty-five feet of the tower. Okay. Is Anton on the floor within twenty feet of them? Within twenty. Let's say yes. I think they're curving the arcing. I think it's more fun that way. Why not? Right. Okay. Uh... Oh, would you rather he wasn't? Yeah. Oh, then then he's not. <laughs> Okay. I'm on the T-Rex. I, I know you're on the T-Rex as well. <laughs> Kill the snake. I am going to... Wait, hang on. Let me re-equip my stuff so I actually Sorry. have... Sorry. Yes. Give me... Come on, D&D Beyond. Wake up. Give give me that extra damage. There we go. Why is that... No, it, actually, it, does, it doesn't matter. I, I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw um, my hammer at the T-Rex. Um, wow. This is a magical ability. And it, I'm going to aim for it to be kind of at the... Hopefully, but equidistance between the T-Rex and the zombie, but mm-hmm. it's not going to get the T-Rex's tail. It's a 20-foot radius. And they are 10 feet apart, but the zombie right. is slower than the T-Rex. Ah, so, so I would get the tail. Unless the T-Rex is running backwards, which it isn't, FYI. Um, the, 
it would it would that is where Nate yeah. is. You are literally targeting Nate's snake, who is just <laughs> bouncing like a It's wild shaped, oh. and if he takes damage as wild shaped, we'll just become Nate with full HP again. Yeah, I feel bad about it though. How close is the T-Rex to the tower? Uh, 40 feet. So if I aim for the hammer to hit 20 feet away from the the T-Rex and 20 feet away from the tower, I can hit both just. Yeah, I'd say so. Why not? Great. Let's look very clever, you know. I'm going to I'm going to th- I'm going to throw throw my hammer. Uh, okay, so we'll throw your hammer. <laughs> hit the T-Rex and the tower make a dexterity saving throw. The tower please. fails the dexterity saving throw. I'll give you that. It, it does not pass. Uh, the T-Rex has amazing dexterity. Obviously, it's a zombie T-Rex. Oh, wow. 16. Oh, shit. Well, that passes. That's lucky. I'm um, That's unfortunate. I am sorry. Is it half as much on a success? That's fine. Uh, so they're both going to take 6d6 fire. I think it's fire. I need wow. to double check. So your hammer explodes in fire as you throw it? Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Is it radiant or is it fire? Uh, this one, because it's just the regular Sunforger and we've not tweaked it, it's fire. <laughs> cool. Uh, so uh, the tower takes 22 damage and the T-Rex takes uh, 11. So you throw it and you arc it low because you think you're working out where the um, angle of the cone is. So it <laughs> goes flying around. Does it, it doesn't come back to you as it just explodes. It's an action to bring it back to me. <laughs> Something like another fireball, much like Anton's fireballs, probably a bit more radiant, a bit more holy, if you will, um, explodes in between the T-Rex and the tower. And the T-Rex, already scared to death of you, is now even more scared, and is just... And just rears, not sure where to run. Not sure where to run. Um, and um, Anton, you are... Anton? Nate, you are flung around a little bit, but you are you are snick. You are resolute. You are on the tail. <laughs> Resolute um, snack. And the Do tower. I... Oh, you can No, wait. <laughs> the tower. And you can see that one of the str- one of the, one of the corners of the tower, one of the things, just is starting to crackle. It's a very old building, but yeah, you've you've done significant damage to this tower. It looks on the verge. I'm just gonna, as a bonus action, cast Shield of Faith on Nate as he's right there. Just Nate is currently like... just still in the cone, but will be out of it very, very ah. shortly. But okay. if you cast it on him, you can. It's just suppressed. It will kick in yep. when he's out of the cone. Fine. Uh, which I believe is a plus two to your AC. It it's effectively a shield. Thank you. Of faith. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just gonna keep slowly. Well, I can walk a bit quicker now, but just walking <laughs> in that direction, staying where I think the outside of the cone is, and then just to the zombie behind me. Come on, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate, it's your turn. The T-Rex is still, because of arcs and movements, still slightly inside the cone. Um, its front half isn't, and its back half is. I would yeah. allow, because you are smart, that you are able to use your movement to like move up it to be within magical range if you wanted to be on your turn. I'm fine with that. I think it's still it's still turned. Is it still going to be running? Cool. I'm going to let go of it. Uh, and slither so that I'm out of the anti-magic field. You are, that's fine. I think if you, I think, uh, 
because of the angles of the top of the tower, I think the moment that you drop off the tail, you're out of it. Anton's like on the ground over there, just going, ah! Give me that <laughs> thumbs up. Um, and so I will bonus action drop out of wild shape, back oh. to being me. And then I'm going to cast Shatter at, why not, sixth level. Um, uh, the the bit of the building that looked particular that corner that you mentioned that looked particularly okay. Uh, building fails so, the con save because it's a building. Oh, <laughs> doesn't uh, a building of historical import, right? Not anymore. I mean, you see a blue plaque <laughs> on the wall. Do do do. That does. That's not bad. Thirty-one points of damage. Uh, do you correct me if I'm wrong? But the wording of shatter does it do double damage to buildings? Oh, something like that. Yeah. Thought so. A non-magical object that isn't being. Uh, no, hang on. A creature made of a, a creature made of inorganic material, a stone or crystal or metal, has a disadvantage on the saving throw. Yeah, just allow it. It won't do double damage, but it, it, it is. It is. It's super effective. Um, good. Right. How does your shatter look? Um, I think it's actually... Hang on, what a minute. Shatter is... A, yeah, it's a wizard spell, so I, I, he kind of puts his hand out with the... The one that's got the sort of gauntlet thing with the two <laughs> magic wands attached to it, and, um, like, his hand kind of vibrates, and actually the camera's doing quite a good job of it yeah. here. Um, and so you've got this kind of blurry thing, and then actually, and there's that sort of builds and builds, and then shoots out as that sort of hole. It goes out. It's a very Transformers in my mind for some reason. Yeah. Bay does a lot of those sort of things. And it blasts out and hits that support and just, it just shatters it. It just blasts the pieces out of the way and the tower is going to start tipping and falling forward. Where does it fall? Now, there's an exciting question. Uh, let's see. So we've got Ildrafni and Nazaril on one side. Ephemera is too far away. We've got um, Nate in the middle, Ava's flying, and we've got Anton to the other side. And there's, of course, all the other compass directions that we've been away from you. Let us roll. I'll have one of you lot roll because it'll affect you directly. Um, can someone yeah. roll me a d10, please? Sure. <laughs> Three. Uh, no, <laughs> Sorry. One, two, three. I mean, of course it does. It's just, it's just funny to me. Um, the tower starts to collapse, and it's collapsing towards that. Of course. Who <laughs> is on the floor? Just ah. Um, it's a classic, isn't it? It was gonna look if it was three, two, or one. It was gonna go for one of the groups of um, party members. That's just what was gonna happen. It was just gonna be me, like. Fate. Fate. It's collapsing towards Anton. Um, anyone have a reaction they want to use? A reaction sigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not within five feet. No, you're so not. I cannot. Can I? Oh, wow. Well. Cast Featherfall on the building. <laughs> No, oh. but let's game this out. 
<laughs> you can't cast Featherfall on an object. You have to cast it on a creature. The building is not a creature. What if two people did it together? Could you Featherfall the bits of rubble that were going to land on Anton? I currently yeah, have Featherfall as well. <laughs> I, I think it's cute. I am fascinated, and I think it's a nice use of Featherfall. I tell you what. One of you can cast it. It doesn't need to. It, it wouldn't. It, the effects will not stack because two spells can't can't stack effects. So one of you is welcome to cast it and roll an Arcana check, and we'll see what that does. Because it's not quite how the spell's supposed to be used, but I think it's yeah. cool. Um, cool. I'll I'll do that if you don't mind now. Because I feel like this is a Nate's wheelhouse of oh, I use magic to destroy a thing. Oh shit! There's something <laughs> like, Panic! Do something! <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry, what am I rolling? I'll kind of check, please. Ooh, that is 23. Yeah. Um, the tower, you cast it, and the tower <laughs> falls and lands on Anton. Anton's, it's somewhere in the rubble, and you go, oh no, did that work? And you have no idea if it worked or not. It did. He's fine. But for the oh, principal... Oh, shit, Anton! <laughs> there we go, thank you. <laughs> Um, hang on, eight of roll. <laughs> My rolls today, Jesus. Um, from the tower as it falls, you hear a now, 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 now. <laughs> the beholder's caught in the tower. Ah, goes falling down with the tower. Um, if everyone's okay with it, the T Rex and the um, zombie that are turned are going to keep running past the broken base of the tower into the woods and just scarper. Um, there is a zombie on Ephemera and a zombie on Ildrathne that I think it's fair to say, now that the anti-magic cone is gone, you will pulverize. Is just as, as soon as like six seconds have passed so I get my turn again, we'll call Sunforger back. Keep walking towards the rubble with Anton. And then when I get another action, we'll just turn and whoop, whoop. throw it back. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You can easily um, take these. They're not high level creatures. They're there to be annoyances. Um, but yeah, I think with all of your powers combined, you can easily deal with the two zombies that are left. However, Anton has disappeared under rubble um, and you have no idea where the beholder is. Anton? Anton, are you all right? Anton, you are, um... <laughs> Anton, you're like, there's building here, but the building has been Featherfalled, so it's like just protected bits of rock from falling directly on you, although Featherfall is instantaneous, so they're starting to sort of like, land on you slowly, oh no, this is my life now. Can I, <laughs> I easily eyes? Yeah, where, where he is? Underneath? You could see where he was, but there's rubble all over him. Okay, I'm, I'm going to cast Stone Shape. Oh, great. Lovely. Um, so I, I don't know if it's like piles of rubble, uh, I will just touch and I'll start to just kind of form away from him. Like the stone doesn't lose it. It doesn't, it's not like the individual stones float and move away. It's like it retains its, I believe it retains its size and property, but it just kind of shifts we, into a different Could shape. we say... It's up to you if you want this to be the case, but that it almost goes kind of liquid and you can form it and shape it to form like a channel for Anton to crawl out. Yeah. And it sort of forms into slightly um, slightly harder surfaced walls either side so that it's making yeah. sure that the um, it's not going to collapse in on itself as it goes. Yeah. 
that, but it's got it's, it's got that intricate um elven style um sort of roots and trees sort of vibe to it as well oh, like lovely. cool sort of not intentional necessarily but it does look carved cool okay uh, anton you are more than welcome to crawl out on the basis yeah. of a, so that's a really good use for spell i love it great i'll 100 crawl out i think uh, as he's crying out go elven and then <laughs> <laughs> just keep going on the hunt for the beholder yes this is a question chris which i feel like you might know what i want the answer to be yes. given that i burnt an entire turn and one third of my spell slots to cast sickening radiance did i cast that on the patch of air where the tower used to be or on the beholder itself or on the stones where the beholder somehow is is the beholder still in sickening radiance yes Thank you very much. Then please could you make me a constitution saving throw? Because if you fail, uh, it will glow. <laughs> yeah. But you have to roll it at disadvantage because it's frightened of me and it's con uh, DC is 20. Arguably it can't see you, but I will roll it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a four, isn't it? Right. Um, no, it burns. Then hopefully there is a like, slight, just again, yeah, light on, slick, flickering. There's a patch of rubble that's sort of moving and it's sort of glowing with flame. And you just hear a sort of ah! From cool. Well, if it's failed, then it, it takes 4d10 radiant. That's a 10 and a 7 and a 21 and another 7. That's 28 points of damage. Mm -hmm. It gets a level of exhaustion. Um, <laughs> Yeah. This is what I wanted to happen. This is... I surrender, please! I mean, Ava's going to start firing Eldritch Blasts into it if nothing else happens. Do we not think it might be useful to talk to? Why? It attacked us completely unprovoked and seems utterly pathetic and powerless. What possible use could it have? I mean, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I agree with her. What were you saying, Evie? It has a very annoying voice. I quite agree. Uh, as oh, Anton's, no. like, crawling out the rubble. <laughs> just, just like, torso first, just, like, pulling himself up. <laughs> I mean, Nate would be going to give him a hand. Uh, <laughs> cheers, me. Was Nate, sorry, agreeing sorry, with, was Nate agreeing with Ava? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, uh, Actually, should it, should it be the the voice of uh, contention here? But uh, this creature lives here and might know a little bit more than we do about it. This I know place things. Currently. All right, I know many right. things. I am wise. Okay. Please. Well, <laughs> shut oh, up. <laughs> what, what, what I'm trying to say is, is like if we can talk to it, at least get a little something, a little bit of information. I mean, beholders aren't trustworthy at all. But we, we you know. Just I'm a little bit. Very trustworthy. You're I not selling <laughs> It's really annoying. Um, I'm just going to send three hundred blasts just out of sheer irritation. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> By which I mean I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> uh, however, one of those was only a two on the dice, uh, but that's a fourteen to hit. You are shooting into rubble. So yeah. I will say that you do hit, you'll do some damage to it, but you are also like, it's still trapped under rubble. If it could run away, it would be running away. So why don't we just, why don't we just ask it some questions? If we like the answers, we just leave it under the rubble. That's Instead of killing it. That know? seems what, worse. No, because it'll probably get out in a bit. It's got disintegration eyes, all sorts of things. 
telekinesis. Are you sure that it isn't likely to just tell us lies that will get us killed faster out of... Might tell us something useful. You never know. There's a roll back with us. Uh, They have... Slowly, they, their, their, their movement speed is, is not as fast as any of you lot. Is slowly, they've slowly made their way forward with their staff, and they're just um, stood with you all. They're just listening. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not really paying attention. You get the sense they seem to be sort of there, but not there. Do you know enough about this place that we require this creature alive? Hmm? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Do you know enough about this place that we require this creature? Uh, do you know enough about this place that we do not require this creature alive, or my, my knowledge is to talk to? My knowledge is ancient. I have plenty of knowledge about this place, but any modern updates to that, I don't know. Maybe it knows more about what goes, what's going on inside. Might be useful. What do you need to know? I don't need to know anything, Hildra. I, 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 it is entirely in your purview. If you if you think it's not worth engaging with, I will. Listen to that, although I would like to know if, the, if it knows anything about um, what's inside, but um, it's not my decision, after all. I, you are all here to protect, and if you think it is a bad idea to speak to a beholder, which I agree, they're very annoying, um, no, no, it's not my decision. How long have you been here? Um... I don't know what answer you want to hear. The truth, <laughs> maybe. Oh, all right. Zone of truth prepared today, damn it. <laughs> Why don't um, we just pretend like we have? I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm very happy to answer some questions, but first of all, I, uh, this is very undignified. I am a being of great power. And I am currently trapped under rubble. Um, uh, see, this is a humbling lesson. Uh... <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but I have a suspicion that every six seconds it takes another 4d10 um, radiant damage. <laughs> Unless you drop concentration. I haven't dropped concentration. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm very close to dying here. It burns. Speak quickly, then. Can we stop killing it, please, a little... <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, it tried to kill us. It has dinosaur zombies. Why do I, we well, stop killing this? It's quite fun. Because it, it might tell us something we need to know, but if you kill it before it does that, then it can. I don't really know how to explain it. Could it couldn't. Couldn't. Kill Delilah! Exactly. Couldn't. There we go. It couldn't even answer the question, how long have you been here, without trying to lie. Can you, what please? useful information do you think you'll get from this? I don't know until I find out, but if you kill it, I'll never know. She looks sparkly enough that she can talk to dead things. Sounds fine to me. I could probably talk to dead things as well, actually. <laughs> but then, then it could still lie to us. Yeah. It's not really something that I've done, but I would have to think about it, and that seems a waste of time. Uh, I could probably get us done in a minute. Give me a sec. I'm just checking my spell book. <laughs> <laughs> While this conversation's going on, Ephemera's just going to kind of brush off the uh, the black mold and just sure. kind of brush off her hands and just be like, I'm going to go look for the entrance. You you got this. And just kind of mosey on away, just bored with the conversation. Sure, that's fine. Um, we'll get back to that in a minute. 
Um, the beholder is still burning with um, radiant energy and is slowly getting more and more exhausted, which is also bad. Um, you see that it's trying to move bits of the rubble with its telekinetic eye and it's trying to sort of use its strength to pull itself out, but it is... I rolled very badly on the deck save. It is resolutely stuck and dying. Yeah, I could speak with it if it was dead. This, uh, we're running out of time. Is this fine? Is this not fine? I'm having it's, some... it's not fine. Oh. At the end of the day, you're slowly killing a creature. The difference as well between killing it because it is killing us and killing it because you said it was fun? Well, I was killing it because it was killing us, and so now it needs to die. So why not have fun along the way? It seems like you're justifying your actions there, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Fine. Um, Ava will... Drop her spell, fold her wings away, and wander off to follow Ephemera. Have fun. Being you are kind, generals. You'll get us killed in there, being this sanctimonious. Um, I won't be there to save you. And she'll walk off. Anton's just going to look at Eldrathne and be like... <laughs> I mean, if it continued to attack us, it would be dead. It has very few hit points and is very exhausted. I... I... I don't feel like I need to explain why killing something when it's powerless is is bad. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna you get are up most onto kind. the rock. Shut up! Look, gentle creatures of great renown. Uh, or you do you just stop? want to tell us something useful so we can go? Thank you, thank you, Nate. Can you can you free me from my unholy bonds, please? Uh, nah, not just yet, mate. Uh, look, uh, okay. Um, what do you know about this place so far? Um, what? I mean, I know lots of things. I, I don't know what specifically you want to know. It's in this, this. Do you know a, where you are? It's an ancient elven city. Right. Do you know the, the name of that? No. You're not that smart, then, are you? I don't care about these things. What I care about is the work. The work. And your work is creating undead creatures. Let me guess. No, no, that is so. Oh, it's so simple-minded. There is more to it than that. For you see, I am the surgeon. I take parts and I use them to make better creatures. Okay, so you created the dinosaur, right? Delilah. My darling Delilah. Oh, I found her years ago and she has been a hotbed of interesting experimentation. So apart from that, um, what other creatures usually attack you when you're around here? Well, the, the, the weird magical thing over there is there's a sometimes uh, doesn't work or sometimes there's some things out and um, oh, there's there's all sorts of like horrible demons in the tunnels with guns. It's all very strange. I'm sorry, what? Did you say guns? Yes, you know, shooty bang sticks. Oh, wow. I've seen them before. Okay. Ah, I've got a couple. I don't know where they are because you've destroyed my tower, you bastards. This was a lovely tower, and it was full of lovely things, and now they're all over the place. Mm. How dare you? Okay, well. Well, you tried uh, to kill us. What do you expect? Well, I would need new parts. I always need new parts. Without new parts, I'm useless. Well, you can't have our parts. We're using them, right? I can see that now. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I, I am a little. Because my tower's broken. Yeah, you're sorry for yourself. You're not sorry about... Uh, our potential demise. Anyway, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> Look, I, I, I just need to know, right? You got demons with guns. Any other beholders? I've not seen any. Any other lessers? Behold, other beholders are trash. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I'm the any only other beholder beings? in many ways. 
Okay, any other lesser beings apart from demons? Uh, some elves came by. They're constantly trying to work out what's going on, trying to fix it, make it better. Um, okay. uh, so who else? Um, the only ones that have come out are, are demons with guns. Okay, so just demons with guns. Yes. Yeah. What happened to the elves? How long ago? What, ten years ago? Huh. Five years ago? They keep trying. Some of them die. Some of them become parts. Here's my question. Uh, if we get you more body parts, what can you do for us? What? I said, if we get you more body parts, what can you do for us? Make wonderful things! Do, do you like my creations? They're very you... nice, actually. Oh, fan! Oh, I love And some looks at me like... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so... If, if we got you... Maybe maybe we could pay you with body parts to build us something that could help us, eh? I mean... To, and if you build us something that can help you get more body parts, then we can go into the city and get you more body parts to keep bringing to you. You make a very enticing prospect. I was very close to attaching guns to Delilah, but I didn't get around to it. So that would have been the next step. Okay, so maybe we That's could right. help get you... A zombie T-Rex with guns, I was this close. <laughs> maybe we could maybe we could help you get some more body parts, some more guns, and if you help us with uh, maybe some sort of companion of your surgical kind that'll help us retrieve more. Like, uh, if, if you fit Delilah with, like, a little basket that we could fill body parts up with and bring it to and fro from you with guns, then, you know, that'd probably be very helpful for you. Uh, Delilah can't get through the tunnels, so that's not happening. Um, okay. The shield uh, on the surface is, is perfect. You can't get in. But in the tunnels, it breaks down sometimes because of the, you know, floor. Oh, right. Okay. There we go. Cheers. That was useful information. Well done. But he was talking about body parts, and that's really what I'm interested in. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> Don't worry about it, but... All right. Well, best of luck with the tower, and I uh, hope you find your things. Which floor did you keep the guns on, by the way? Why would I the tell you floor. that? You're going to leave me here, you bastards! It was the second floor. <laughs> Shush, it definitely wasn't the second floor! Mm. Shall we try and find one? <laughs> no, leave my things alone! <laughs> can we look for a gun? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> um, if you leave the holder where it is, it's going to, now that it's no longer um, being slowly killed, um, it is going to uh, try and use its telekinetic eye to move the rubble out of the way. It will take it a good hour to dig itself out, so you've got plenty of time if you want to be exploring and looking around. Because slowly killing a beholder that attacked us and that abducted people, murdered them and used their body parts, that was bad. Yes. But paying them in body cup art so they can continue doing that is a perfectly fine business transaction. Just just so we're all clear on the morality <laughs> around the table. Who said I was being truthful? It was still an offer. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that uh, people's morals are flexible. Good. Right. Um, Ava, ephemera, you were you were off to search. Uh, the tower itself at the base, um, it, it appears to have had some underground bits underneath it, but looking over it, the bottom floor was clearly not much used by the beholder because it didn't need to. It can fly. So um, it was dusty and mang, and there were some steps that go down into what looked like some catacombs and crypts. But Ephemera, you did your pulse uh, commune with nature last session. The tower that you can, the tunnels aren't here. They're clearly under one of the crypts. 
Okay. So it looks like it's not under this tower. There's something down there, but it doesn't lead to the catacombs. Do you want to have a look anyway, or keep? May as well. I, I have a feeling they're going to be chatting to the annoying voiced thing for you, a while. You can hear in the distance. <laughs> <sighs> I, I, I also, by the way, I wanted to apologize. I, I can't help but think that I brought this on us when I said I wanted to speak to some people that weren't you. Um, I think it was less... That that seems like a very reasonable um, wish. It was less that and more the particular people you chose to speak to and then pull the Wand of Orcus out in front of, which, but also... The blame at this point is silly. It was all a very reasonable course of action. I wouldn't want to be stuck talking to just me. We had no idea how irritatingly sanctimonious this lot would turn out to be. And um, our choices were getting a little limited, what with the horde of demons. You're, You're wonderful. If you were ever concerned that I didn't like you for yourself, which I do, just look at our company and be reassured that at least I like you in comparison. I know you like me and I like you. You're my best friend. Yes. You'd, you'd never need to apologize. Unless, you know, you do something terrible, but this was not that. You're fine. And I'm sorry for being a little prickly with our new acquaintances, but I hate them. <laughs> well, I love it when you're prickly. I'm sorry for being prickly with our new acquaintances, but I hate them. I hate them with an undying passion. I want them all to fuck off and die. Right. I think the important thing is we just need to keep moving forward and be rid of them as soon as we can. Yes. I will try, like I said, to play nice, but you wouldn't be too upset if I do end up murdering them, would you? As long as you have a good reason. I promise I will have a good reason. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. Shall we see what's below this tower? Let's. Uh, looking in and around the tower itself, there's not a huge amount of stuff. There's a couple of like tunnels that lead to dusky rooms, but they've clearly been abandoned and not used for a very, very long time. Everything of value is in the top floors of the towers, so if the holder could look at it. Um, if you tried to go up the inside of the tower, you don't know this one, I'm going to share it with you. Um, the stairways were all blocked because it doesn't need them because it's fly. So, yeah. Um, looking around the space, you can see that there are these other three large tombs and this statue as well that I described earlier. Um, Nezril has wandered over to the statue and is looking at it. Cool, let's go over to the statue, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you don't need to. I'm not, it's not forced. You can go look at the things as well. What is the statue of? Come uh, now that you're closer, it's an elf, a dwarf, and a human all sort of raising a weapon together. It's like, uh, like look mode, and there's some writing on a lower piece and a large, um, what's it called, uh, obelisk at the back. Oh, because I forgot to do it before at seeing Nazarul. Um The haste file has dropped. Ava will suddenly sit down very hard for six seconds. Don't then... worry. Hand waved. Not a <laughs> it's problem. It's very important. You, 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 will get a, you will get six seconds of whoa, and then you're fine. And it was happened earlier, and it wasn't important as part of narrative. It's only important if it's in combat. Nothing to worry about there. Are you going over to the statue? Yep. Um... It's marble. 
They've all got their weapons drawn, obviously, standing facing outwards with one hand up. And uh, in common on the base, it says, Honoured are those who gave their life in the defence of Mithranor, that their names may be lost, their sacrifice shall be remembered, and their deeds praised by those who, by the lives who saved. This monument and the polyandrium are dedicated to them and their loved ones. And Nesbrill's just looking at it. What did they save people's lives from? One of... Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, One of many battles, orc invasions. Mithranor has not had a pleasant history. Lots of attacks and people damaging it and wars and all sorts. It doesn't necessarily sound like a place that would benefit from um, a re... What's the word I'm looking for? Ah! Ah! Um... Resurgence. Let's go with that. Building. Interesting choice of word. Um, (laughs) I, um, it holds many secrets, many powerful secrets, and, um, there is more to it than just uh, bricks and mortar. Yes, and what is that more? Nezrin is going to quickly, like, like side-eye Ava with, like, a... And what they're looking for is, can I be honest with Ephemera? Ava doesn't know what they're driving at about beyond bricks and mortar for this specific place, I don't think, so... You look confused. Yeah, she gives a... I've already mentioned this to Ava, but it's just between the three of us. There is something in there that I need, and I will use it to help all of my people. And it's important to me. Are you always this vague? I don't tend to give too much information away in case someone reads your mind. well, I'm I find people detect- thinking I'm shady, but if people know what I know, then that's a problem. I can detect thoughts, but I would much prefer it if you would just say what it is you're looking for and how it will help. Look at the people around us. They can also detect thoughts, read minds. It's not safe. I'm protected from that, but you two aren't. If it helps, Fem, they were saying that um, this item may help us in our shared goal with a common enemy. This is all so incredibly vague. I forget that you really don't have a long memory span because you really don't have a memory for that long. Um, Sorry, that was very patronising. You're wonderful. Just, uh, yes, you get used to speaking vague after a while. Do you remember that we both hate Kelimvor a lot? Yes. Nezaril also hates Kelimvor. This item might help us make Kelimvor cross. Okay, remind me who Kelimvor is. God? God. He's a god. The god okay. who hates gingers. Oh, okay, right, I'm on board. Say no more. There we go. That's really going to look at you slightly confused. He hates gingers. Like... Ava gives them a don't. <laughs> Shrug. Whatever. <laughs> good. Hey, but um... you're going to, as we go on, can you start 
being a bit more upfront as we go deeper into this. I don't like it when people speak in code. Miss <laughs> 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 Wilson can't get a look at Haywood like a seriously like look. <laughs> I think, fam, we can try, but they're very old, so are just a bit vague. And the problem with speaking too openly is the sanctimonious assholes outside might decide that they don't like what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't like not knowing and just going with a stranger on faith that we have a shared understanding, which we may not. Okay, but remember, this is the place where maybe we can trap the Wand of Orcus forever. Like, we have our own plan here. This isn't we're just following them out of the goodness of our hearts, because that would be hilarious. Um, I'm going gonna, gonna to turn back to the elf and just be like, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you, but we're going to go along with it for the moment. But if there's one thing that you should have told us that you didn't because you like being vague and pretentious... I'm going to leave that fret open. That's my girl. Nezra, it's um, Ava's turn to look at Nezra with just a, like, yeah, <laughs> what she said. Point very firmly taken. <laughs> okay, let's find the opening to the catacombs. Uh, as the three of you start um, checking out the tombs and looking for the opening to the catacombs and the tunnels beneath Mithdranor, that's where we're going to take our break. See you all in 510, everyone. And welcome back, everybody, to the wreckage of Mithranor. The party have um, dealt with a rather silly bot <laughs> who was uh, in the a silly evil NPC by Chris. Yeah. No. I don't believe it. It was great fun to do. But yes, uh, you left the beholder trapped under its own tower. It is going to slowly make its way out, but I'm going to I'm going to rule that it has like nearly 5 levels of exhaustion, so it is fucked and does not want to engage with you, so it might play possum for a bit as well, hoping that you've gone. Um it's still annoyed with you and it's still frustrated that you have destroyed its tower and made all its um undead monstrosities that it's built run away. Like it's not it's not chuffed. But um, it's also recognised that you are probably out of its league and is going to respect that. So no need to worry about that. Um, Ava and Ephemera were going to explore the tombs, try and find the um, tunnels into Mithranor. And Ildrathne, Nate and uh, Anton were at the Broken Tower looking for the weapons that, um, that the Beholder mentioned. Yeah, I, think, I, I think Nate is figures that there's the weapons, but also just other stuff mm -hmm. around. So he's looking for any, any cool, interesting stuff. That's I can fine. make this quite fast, unless, I don't know, like, do we need to make, what kind of check would we need to make, or can I just take a minute and, and find it? <laughs> Are you asking whether detecting magic is a good thing to do here? No, not at all. Um, oh, I, can, I can spend a minute and change some of my prepared spells for the day using my orb, and then yes. I can just prepare, locate object. Oh, I see. You don't know what the gun looks like, so you wouldn't be able to locate it. Well, I just need to be like, 
the gun. <laughs> it has to be slightly more located object, specific objects that you've seen. There has to be a, an ability for you to describe the thing you are looking for, or else oh. it looks for types of objects, and gun is not a type of object that the spell would understand. an object that is familiar to you. This is not familiar to you in any way. You've never seen anything like this before. Um, roll investigation checks, all three of it's you. It's just say, or name an object. Sure. I wouldn't let you say, magic, find me gun, and it would just appear. I'm, I'm no. Roll investigation well, checks. No, no, but I'd be able to say, like, where is the gun? And it'd be like, oh, it's that many Roll investigation checks. I want you to have this. <laughs> it does say it can locate the nearest weapon. Stop rules lowering and roll an investigation check. <laughs> 25. Lovely, thank you. Ildrathne is doing the equivalent of kind of standing over the rubble, hands on hips, looking around going... <laughs> Whereas <laughs> Nate, Nate, I think, is like mage handing and yeah, just yeah, yeah. catapulting bits of rock out the way. And Being just... wise, I understand that. Um, Eldra, <laughs> what you see is that the tower is largely... Um, you recognise the stonework. It's ancient and it's elven. Um, you recognise that it is less elven than the architecture around you. You could probably draw some conclusions there about who helped build this. Um, there's a lot of necromantic symbols and symbology on the bits of rubble that have fallen. You don't really know why. Um, I will give you this because I think it's interesting, but um, this is something that you as players can know, but you as characters probably don't. Uh, the Tower of Bones was built outside of Mythjournal because necromancers wanted to investigate, and they were like, this is gross, don't do it in the city, please. So this is where the necromancers would convene and would work together to um, unlock secrets of necromancy. That was what they did. Oh. But um, you don't see anything of any particular value. Uh, 25 for Nate and Anton? Just 22. Lovely. Well, the two of you together, picking through the rubble, you find a lot of, like, bits of carcass. The, the beholder clearly kept a lot of, like, bits of body and was slowly like, stitching things together and trying stuff out. You do note where the bits of carcass are stitched, or this carcass, that the, um, the stitching is not... Um, it's not physical. It's not like someone's taken a needle and thread. It's magical. Bits have been amalgamed and stuck together. Like the behold, one of the beholder's eyes clearly works in interesting ways to stick things together, but it is, it is, it is interest lies in that direction. Um, the bits of body that you find, some of them are demonic. You find like um, pieces of like imp, pieces of smaller demons, but nothing big, nothing like big and elaborate that would make its way through. You also find, as you're digging through the rubble, two very strange things. One is a, what we would refer to and what would probably look like um, an old-fashioned French Revolution musket, but it has a strange, almost like um, what you would look at in a paintball gun, like an air tank underneath it, strapped in at the bottom of it. Um, and um, it's very steampunk. There's a lot of like gear, steampunky elements to it that, Nate, you're an artificer to a certain extent. You would be able to look at that and go, this looks kind of cool, but I don't think you'd be able to go, this is how this works. This is a thing that's awesome. You can just pick it up and go, neato. Okay. Identify will do that. <laughs> it's not a magic item. Um, and um, Anton, while you are digging through, you find a smaller one um, it's clearly of a similar design. It looks more like a uh, flintlock pistol, but it also has this kind of like small tank underneath it and strange gears and things to it. They don't hum with magical energy or anything. They appear to be mundane, but um, they both look exciting. Uh, 
they look elven in design as in like the sort of no, the shapes the not forms. even close nothing about them says elven everything about them screams alien and peculiar and otherworldly they're, they're, they're clearly not from around here both this plane potentially and this place but yes you find two a rifle and a pistol and once they've been given to people they decide to equip them I'll tell you what to equip uh, would you like to take the rifle I'll take the handgun <laughs> I mean yeah that sounds like a great idea and by rifle I, mean, I could probably do, do some damage on this do you want to take the long pointy one and I'll take the crossbow <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate you have an antimatter rifle and um, Anton you have a laser pistol um, just to run you through how these work, because it's not obvious. Um, they have ranges, they can be used as weapons, that's perfectly fine. They have what's called a reload ability. What that means is that if you were, say, a fighter, you couldn't, like, shoot a ton of shots every round. It does say that a reload using an action or a bonus action. I don't like that, I think it's tedious. So, um, what it means is that if you have a number of actions in your turn, you can only use them a certain number of times. So, for example, the laser pistol can be shot uh, where is it? Three times in a turn. So if you were a fighter, you could use it three times if you had three attacks, but it, what it means is that you can't use it four times in a turn, basically. The antimatter rifle, I think, is only... It's two. Yeah. So you can use it twice in a turn if you had the ability to attack twice, which I don't think you do, so it's irrelevant. I just wanted to make that clear because reloading on guns can be quite complicated. There we go. Uh, do you show them to Ildra? Do you hide them? Are they secret? No, I feel no, like we're right in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> The, the boys have found some toys. <laughs> yeah. Forgive me, I knew it was coming, I had to say. <laughs> and do we think these are dangerous in the hands of, what, what does it say, demons? Demons with these things? I mean, I think this is dangerous. <laughs> do you shoot it? Please tell me yeah, you shoot I'm gonna, it. Yeah, I'll shoot it at a rock or something. I'll be like, oh, do <laughs> And you take the laser pistol and you point it at a nearby rock and you fire it and um, roll to attack. Uh, 12 plus 3 is 15 to hit a rock. <laughs> you hit a rock. Uh, roll me 3d6. Uh, that is 11 points of damage. Uh, a beam of red radiant energy just pew shoots out of it with a really lovely pew. There is a laser pew and uh, just pew, incinerates the rock. Red laser. Oh, no, these belong to the Empire. <laughs> no, no, everyone's blaster is red. <laughs> well, the rebels shoot green. No, they all shoot red. Lightsabers are different colours. Blasters are all red. No, they shoot green. The Empire's ships shoot green. The Empire's red. Make sure right. Chewbacca's crossbow shoots green. Chewbacca's crossbow does shoot green. It's a bowcaster. It, um, it yeah. never mind. <laughs> Anyway, you pew shoot a rock and it just incinerates. It's pretty impressive. It's also loud. This is not a quiet weapon by any stretch. Oh, of wow. I wonder if this one's just as loud. Probably louder, actually. Hey, <laughs> I imagine. I'll, may I'll maybe just save this and uh, he like slings it over his shoulder. I'm, I'm assuming there's some sort of strap on it. Oh, yeah, it's got, it's got a shoulder bar. Yeah, totally. I, I just hold this pistol, like, uh, put it in my bag of holding. <laughs> Well, fortunately, anything that was close enough to hear that was either the uh, the beholder, the T-Rex, which was running away, or anything that was watching just saw us defeat the T-Rex, which is now running away. So it's probably not concerned with coming to get us. 
And then they watched me defeat a rock. <laughs> Masterful it was too. Thank you. The rock is like the rock. You, Anton, you're aware of the disintegrate spell and how it functions. The rock has been disintegrated. It is now fine dust. This is uh, going to be very useful. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, do, you, uh, do you think we should go and find everybody else then? Why? Good to go. Ava, ephemera. There are three tombs. Um, Nezra will guide you towards one of them because they think they've got an inkling. But um, if you you don't have to go with them if you don't want to. Well, Nezra was quite slow, right? They are, yes. Can I quickly go to all of them? They all appear to be ancient, dusty elven tombs that have been left alone for quite a long time. Um, like there's dust on the floor, levels have left alone for quite a long time. Um, inside, a lot of the um, large outside is basically a large hollow construction. There's not like floors inside. It is basically a, if you look up, there's a hollow um, space that fills most of the inside of this. Some of the stonework curves from the outside inwards inside the building, so it's got a lovely inside-outside style look to it. And it also appears to have lots of little small, um, I was going to say cracks, but that sounds like it's a mistake. It's not like small sort of slits in the rock where wind can, inside there's sort of a faint that goes through all of them, which is very pretty. But these tall buildings are just facade, it's all steps going down. Right, okay, cool. Um, I guess... Ava, what do you think? Oh, right, badly timed. <laughs> I think I have a cold. Um, <laughs> cure wounds! Cure wounds! It's the um, disease that doesn't cure wounds. <laughs> I think they all look very similar. And you are better in touch with the land than I am. I'll follow you. This one... I don't know for sure. I've never taken the tunnels. I'm aware there is a tunnel to the polyandrium. Um... This is the tomb of Lysik. Lysik was an elf who swore that he would return when the time was right, and it feels like the kind of elven nonsense that we would do to put a tunnel to get back to Mithranor quickly, just in case. Sounds good. Okay, let's have a look in this one. Do we want to wait for the others, or are we just going in? We're just going in. Is this the point where we hear a bang? <laughs> you hear a <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Let them. Why don't we just let them cause whatever damage they're going to, and they'll find us when they're ready to be, you know, useful. In that case, if you're heading inside, Nezril will try and <laughs> wave at Iltra so you know which tomb you're going into, so you can see where they're going. And you can be, because you're leaving now, you can be very close behind if you want to be. That's fine. Um, right, well, you, we, you are the advanced party, Ava Ephemera, you step in, there are steps going down, quite wide, about ten feet wide, um, that seem to go down into pretty much utter darkness. Dark vision. Did, did <laughs> the faffing around, exploring things, count as a short rest, by the way? It's fine if it didn't, it's just so I know. Hmm, we're going to have this conversation a lot, I feel. Yes, it does. Thanks. I think if it if it's at Did least... Did you say spell slots? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I will allow you all to have short rest in that case. No problem. You can burn hit dice if you want to. I don't think it'll do any damage, though, really. Um, yeah. Cool. Short rest it is. Um, Ava Femme, you are the advanced party. It is dark down here. You have dark vision, so you can see 60 feet ahead. Um, no, I've cast dark vision. 
Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, you can see 60 feet ahead of you, and this um, set of stairs continues down into the dark. You can't see anything particularly outstanding. If you keep moving ahead, Nezrel is with you, but behind you. Um, they appear to be sort of lagging behind to let the others catch up, if you see what I mean. They clearly want it to be a whole group thing if they go. So um, if the others are making haste, you will catch up. We'll yeah, have kind so. of done a heart, like a, a breath's pause just to look at the statue for a second and take it in. And then um, actually with elven tombs. Elven tombs. Is this odd? Because the no. assumption is elves try and leave, right? Before they're... Because they, they go to the island, the special island where all the elves go to, to, okay. to be old. <laughs> Let's talk about Evermate. Um... <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be very boring, but it needs to be said. Elves go to the farm. (laughs) (laughs) There was a time when the elves receded, retreated to Evermeet and uh, went there to die. Um, Not all of them did, and modern elvish kind takes it as a slightly archaic custom. So no, there would be elven tombs and graveyards. Um, Elves, as you know, believe in reincarnation, but the body still needs to be interred properly. So yeah, fine. Yeah, just double checking that this wasn't weird. This is normal. No, That's this fine. is perfectly normal. We'll There's go. elven graveyards, no issue. Um, yeah. Roll me a history check when you go past a statue. Uh, no, which way is history? It's not going to be high. Uh, come along now. Oh, actually, I've got quite a good bonus to history. Uh, that is a fifteen. You've seen this statue before. You don't know where, don't know when, you've never been here. That's peculiar. Yes. Elf, human, dwarf, all arms raised with weapons. Mm -hmm. Are there any... I think actually that would give, give them pause if the others were starting to head in. Just me. Any of the, any of the names on the placard? Um, the plaque itself is in common and is just a, um, that, what I said in common, I can find again if you need it. Sure, yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. And then there are, there's writing in Elvish, Dwarven and Common of lists of names, a bit like a war memorial, um, on each side of those. If you want to go and look at the names, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. We'll check through the list of names if any of those ring a bell. Can Anton hundreds. join? Yeah, I think Anton. if, if um, Eldrassny's going over to and he's taken a good, a decent look at it, then mm-hmm. I think Nate would probably go and have a check out, check it out as well. Sorry, I, I, know, I know we were trying to catch up with the others, just something strangely familiar. Uh, Nate, Anton, it means very little to you. It's a nice statue, but you don't feel any, like, tugging of the heartstrings. It's just a thing. Anton would have used his third eye so he can read all language at the moment. Cool. You read all the names. Um, yeah, I just like to look at the names and be like, ooh, history. <laughs> Um, no names particularly spring out to any of you. You, you neither, Eldrin. No name springs out to you at all. It's just lists of names, hmm. like Joe Blogs. Yeah. Ah, Joe Blogs. <laughs> John speak, Smith. I, I do speak Dwarvish as well as Elvish, but I, um, I imagine that's not relevant in a uh, Dwarvish Joe Blogs. Um, Clangor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in stout beard. You know, there's all sorts of very classic Dwarven names from the side. That's incredibly racist. Okay. Um, yes, you. There are names on the side, and you don't recognize any of them. There's no like, oh, oh, it's it's Jim. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Um, then we'll head inside, follow the others. Hmm? Have you seen it before? Like, I don't know, in a painting or something. 
been a painting? Roll a history check. That's worse. What was it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, there was a, was a 13. You remember it in 3D, if you see what I mean. Like, you remember experiencing it, which doesn't make any sense at all because you've never been here. Not a painting. Pretty sure I've... It can't have been this statue. But... So I know that you're not, like... Well, I, I can't really... T- I'm not very good at telling ages of people, especially elves, but oh, you're obviously not, like, really old, like um, Nezaril over there. But... Like, could it be like another another life memory of some sort? I am old enough to have started, maybe. Oh. I'm writing that, Chris, right? Yeah, three, yeah. Three hundreds is start mm. enough for things to have started. But you're through. dead. I was going to say, uh, being a, a, you know, probably... You can say it, Ampere. No. I just thought you were a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Points at the sun in the sky. <laughs> What's sun? <laughs> it's, there's sun in the sky. It is daytime. I thought we were, I thought we were underground. Sorry. No, 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 no. Not this yet, is all underground still. Do you oh, think that would have... Just don't like it. I'll be honest, I've not really spoken to anyone who might be an expert on my condition. I, I don't know how that would affect things. Interesting. Dampire, do you see? <laughs> Can I roll a, I don't know, arcana check, maybe? On the word Dampier? Well, yeah, no, no, just on... I think Nay would maybe not have met a Dampier, but be familiar with the concept. Yeah, of course. But, you are worldly. Um... Can I have any sort of theory as to the interaction of how the the yeah, you know. Give me a religion check, not an arcana check. Religion check. Yeah, afraid so. Pretty good. Um, so that, that is twenty-five. You don't know the idea of how an elf's remembrance would happen because obviously, Ildra's dead. Does Ildra? Remember those memories? Also, what happens to the elven soul if it gets reincarnated and now you're a vampire? What does that mean? So you can conjecture that maybe this sort of pseudo-life that Ildra has would probably take away a lot of these elven thoughts about reincarnation and rebirth and gaining memories back because Ildra technically wouldn't have an elven soul anymore. Technically. Yeah, so I mean, like... I. I don't really know. I'm not. I'm not an expert, but I would have thought that the condition that you have would it would have an effect on your soul of some sort. I'm not saying you don't have a soul, but it it'll change your soul in some way. So it's maybe a bit different to how it would normally work. Do we actually know that though? I mean, you're no, not a I mean, vampire. Like, I just, a... just sort of like piecing things together, you know. But I I just. I find it. How did you? So you're not a vampire. How did you become this way? Uh, I was killed, and then offered the blood of a vampire, but I didn't drink theirs in return. 
but no, but, they do but at least not, not enough. <laughs> I was offered the opportunity to be turned into a full vampire, and I ran away. You're like half vampire. As far as I can tell. I've not really researched it. Well, I mean, if you want, if you want to help, sounds interesting. You have a lot of projects on the go already. I do, yeah. I keep adding to them. <laughs> it, 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 it's a problem, but, you know, I just like, it's where I can, you know, I mean, it keeps the, keeps the old mind ticking away. Mm. You're very interesting, though, so please, if you do want help, I'd love to. Noted. Honestly, there's there's some things about this that are... I'm not sure I quite understand the implications yet. Oh, I ain't like what? <laughs> he's gonna bench. <laughs> <laughs> now you've opened the gate. Do like, you have oh. this conversation while walking? Good, thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I... Sorry, my brain has just gone blank now. It's okay. Um, if... If this has affected my soul... Now, my, my initial assumption... When I was changed... I exiled myself, and I believed that I would have been cut off entirely from my gods. Now, it did take me a while to figure it out, but it turns out, as you can see, I do still have a connection. I do still have my abilities. I'm not entirely sure what that means about my soul, though. Sounds like something's claimed it already. Like, that's usually how it works. It's like, especially if you, you know, if you've, if you've got a connection with a god, then your soul belongs to them. So I imagine that being undead, it doesn't matter. It's not like you're, it's not like you're um, actually dead. You're still part of this mortal coil. So I imagine when all this, and he points to your body, like is destroyed and, and is, you know, gone, your soul will probably end with, sorry, what god do you worship? Daryl Firecloak. Okay. Do I know who that is? Can I? Roll a religion check. Uh, John is an 18. Uh, also an 18. Oh, lovely. Uh, Daral Firecloak is an elven god of uh, the Forge. Um, he was also exiled from the elven pantheon and um, for just, frankly, being a bit dim and um, making some poor choices. And in doing so, um, joined various other pantheons and has been sort of an exile god for a while. And you can both go look at Ildrathni, look at what Ildrathni does and go, aha, gotcha. Didn't worship him before you were a Dampier, did you? Because definitely an obvious connection there with a current situation. Maybe not as, maybe not as obtuse as that. <laughs> we'll, we'll remind you of her shield, which does not have the same care and attention as the, the rest of her armor. Can I look? Can I look at the shield? <laughs> <laughs> You're making obvious, like. <laughs> sure. I feel like he is. He's not got much charisma. He's just like. Give me an investigation check. Why not? But what? What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? Just have a look. 
a 18. The symbol that has been clearly covered and um, scratched over is still somewhat visible. It's Corellan's star. And you know Corellan is the god of all elves and the leader of the elven pantheon. Surprising no one who can see the mini. Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been there for a while, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing here which can't do is scuff the hell out of a shield, but there you go. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> At some point. They're very good. They yeah. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, maybe if you've if you're in contact contact with someone, a being that indeed he owns your soul, maybe they can tell you what's going on with it. If you want an expert on souls, I can do that think, for you if you want. Talk to your I don't God. think. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure Firecloak owns my soul well yeah I, I mean I don't really know how this the, the deal you've got works but oh it's not a deal like... it's not a deal yeah it's, it's more of a a worship thing so when when you die your your soul will transport to the realm of fire cloak not you don't have to do anything but believe in it like you know my soul will probably end up oh Yes, yes. <laughs> Just oh, no. I know how uh, worship no. works. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, well, that, I mean, like you know, different, different uh, soul alignment realms. It, it's very confusing. If you're a, if you're a bad person, you'll probably end up in the abyss or the nine hells if you've made a, a terrible mistake. But but it's kind of like it's one of those things, like. There are so many forces working on us at all times that, like, it's hard to say where you'll bounce. But if you are very pious, like yourself, you will end up with, with well, technically you should end up with Firecloak. When I die, my soul will go to my next body. Hmm. Elves believe ah, that. Probably not yours, though. Um, am I right in thinking we're, we're, we've nearly caught up with the others by this point? Sorry, um, in my mind that walk was shorter. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you have you have yeah. slowly caught up. Desiree will be like sort of on this on the sort of near the top of the stairs, gesturing for you and wondering what's taking so long. But also, they won't be impatient. They're just sort of gesturing at you, and then they've sort of got distracted by a ray of sunlight, and now they're off in fairyland again. We'll we'll just use that as a. a a convenient excuse to, to go. Sure. Sorry, um, got distracted. It's fine. What, what are we looking for in here? The way in, apparently. This is um, Lysic's tomb. We'll repeat the stuff I said earlier. Um, Ephemera, Ava, you have made your way into the tomb for quite some time on your own. Uh, <laughs> the way ahead. <laughs> this flight of stairs, um, you will have gone down it. It does a sharp turn. You've gone down it again. Um, you will eventually reach an archway at the end of the stairs, which has a lot of symbology on it that you might recognize. Give me a religion check, please. 16. 16, very nice. Nice. Uh, and actually, I can give myself guidance to... Oh, sure. Sweeten the deal. Uh, 18. Lovely. 19. Nice. Same. You both are the same. Um, it's got symbology on it of an elven god who you might recognize called Labellus Enerath. Um, he is the elven god of death. Um, it is less like um, evil skull, more of a um, 
trees that are aging and um, the, the, an old tree symbol. Um, it's more about souls passing on and rebirth slowly over time. So it is it is more of a cyclical, positive, beneficent god than, you know, the Grim Reaper. Um, <laughs> so the symbols all around you are of that. And this archway you pass through, you're marching into a sort of tunnel and uh, there's a very old, very cracked, very broken mosaic on the walls that is showcasing a lot of the elven cycle of death and rebirth. So um, with an 18 and a 19 on the history check, you see the following and you also understand the following from that. There is a visual of an elven court of all of the elves um, working, playing, frolicking together, um, creating mostly. Krellin is a god of creation and uh, design and art. Very Apollonian, if that means anything to you. Um, so there's quite a lot of um, adventures and um, beautiful creations, including the elves themselves, the primal elves, they were called, um, which were the first elves and were made by Krellin in, in his image. The elven court splits, and there's a very beautiful drawing of this where some of them move off with... Um, Arashni, who became known as Lolf, um, and uh, formed a separate pantheon, and the Seldarim, uh, the Dark Seldarim, and um, it doesn't focus on that at all, it focuses on Corellin and the feeling of betrayal. And um, the reason that elf souls are reborn, according to their myths and legends, is because Corellin doesn't trust them enough to stay in heaven. They are given time in Celestial Heaven, they are given time to consider their actions and choices in life, and then their soul is reborn into a new body. So that process is described through there. And Labellus is given quite a high prominent role in this, because Labellus is the psychopomp. He guides the soul from the body into the afterlife, tells them that they're going to go back and they can't stay forever, gives them as much experience of heaven as they can, and then sends the soul back into a body. It's beautiful, it's old, and a lot of it is cracked and broken and decaying. Uh, this corridor is also silent. Um, any noise you may have heard from upstairs or wind or movement is nothing. It is um, dark, cold, silent, no dripping of water or anything like that. It just feels dusty and abandoned. But you get this view of all of that as you pass through this corridor. Um, the corridor opens out into what can only be described as a very classical-looking tomb. There is a um, crypt, a body, not a body, but a, a sarcophagus, similar thing, in the centre of said crypt. Um, around the tomb, quite a, quite a tall thing, it's about 50 foot to the ceiling, and there's long, again, elven design, so long, swirling architecture columns and signs around it. There is a an army of what look like terracotta statues around this sarcophagus. It's a mix of humans, dwarves, elves. Roll a perception check. Ooh, that's good. Uh, 24. Brilliant. 12. Ephemera, there's a couple of demons in the back, like small imp-like demons that are also standing to attention as part of this army. It's, it's fucking weird. Two little imps that are like dur, 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 in the back, complete, it's like someone's had a little joke or an Easter egg. It's completely out of place and looks really, really odd. Hmm. Are they made of the same material? They're basically made of this sort of, um, it looks a bit like, um, it's not the same, it's not stone, it's more terracotta and clay, but they're pretty made of the same thing, yeah. 
Is it disrespectful to pick these little people up? Oh, they're not little, sorry, they're, they're human-sized. Oh, they're human-sized. Sorry. <laughs> Ava, are you seeing the demons back there as well? No. Oh, demon. Oh, demon. This little imp, like, holding a little spike. And it, it's got an expression of, like, sincerity and respect for the dead. It's just... <laughs> its face is contorted because it's not used to showing sincerity. <laughs> it's just a very weird look. How worried are we that we set foot in this room and they all come to life? There's always a chance in tombs. So the stories have led me to believe. I mean, one of our friends managed to disintegrate a tower quite nicely. Maybe we hang on for them. And then, um, if needs be, I feel like shattering a bunch of terracotta people shouldn't be that difficult. Lovely. I'm sorry, if you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I think so. And let's be real, the people in this tomb are dead. They've moved on to the next life. They're not going to mind. Oh, I really don't care if they did. <laughs> I know you don't, but just thought it'd be a nice thought. Good idea to get our moral sanctimonious arguments ready for... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ava, make a wisdom saving throw. What did I do? Uh, you looked less wise than ephemera. <laughs> uh, that was a nat 20 for 29. Ooh. Okay. What is your worst memory? 29. You know exactly what my worst memory is, Chris. I know, but I need you to describe it. I don't want to. You have to. Okay. Ava's worst memory is um, Jeremiah being... Mm -hmm. Well, being murdered and then reborn and then specifically torn apart. Your memory of that, unbidden, rises to the surface and you hold your head in pain as you take... 20... I physically couldn't roll higher. Half damage. Uh, you take <clears throat> nine points of psychic damage. That's nice. That has just happened. You've just felt that wash over you. If Emma looks fine, you have no idea why that happened. Ephemera doesn't look fine. Ephemera looks very concerned. Well, it depends what Ava did. I don't know if Ava's reacted much, because Ava's quite <laughs> poised. What, yeah, but this is the one thing that Ava cannot remain poised through. Ava is okay. poised because this lives in a box in the back of her head that is very securely locked. Okay. So if, yeah, Ava suddenly looks about... I mean, she is quite young. She just pretends not to be. So she suddenly looks young and in so much pain. And I think she would probably, like cry out and stagger backwards. You would never have seen her this discomposed. Great. Uh, the four of you, three plus Nazareel, heading down the stairs, hear Ava cry out in pain. Nail break into a run and yeah, yes, run Great, lovely, thank you. Um, right, um, if Emra Ava does that, that happens. The others are <laughs> running as fast as they can. <laughs> I, I just kind of go to like, Ava, Ava, what's wrong? Look at me. Um, I th oh, I'm, I'm going to roll it. Yeah, no, you are reborn and you are in her face. She is going to shove you away. I'm sorry. 
I rolled really there's, low on another no, wisdom save. There's no like defense. I was just not expecting it at all. I just Sorry. plummet and just kind of sit on the floor, just looking very. Ava's backing up and backing up and finding like a corner. She's finding somewhere to put her back, somewhere she can defend from, and she is like shrinking into the wall. When you say you're looking for somewhere to put your back to a wall, did you enter the room? I honestly um wouldn't have thought about it whatever you rule when this has happened she will just back up so wherever you rule that she has backed up to she wouldn't be rational about it she's looking for the nearest corner to hide in um the corridor doesn't have corners but the room would then yeah she'll have headed in she wants that security of double stone lovely as you head back into the room you brush past one of these figures. It's a dwarf. Um, has advantage on opportunity attacks. There we go. Um, it is going to suddenly <laughs> reach out a hand and try and grab your shoulder. Okay. Oh my god, what is my day? Oh, it's advantage. Thank god it's not on that one. <laughs> is it? And do I need to make a contested grapple? No, not always to hit. Okay. Um, it does grab you because the second one was a 19 plus whatever. Yeah. Um, it's definitely hit you. Yeah. Um, 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. Make me a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. I do have con. It's strength that I don't have. Okay. Why would I tell you that? Come on. Come now, Mr. Bond. <laughs> that was two, so it's five. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ephemera, as Ava staggers away from you looking for a corner of this room, one of the figures reaches out and grabs Ava by the shoulder very roughly. It's quite a... It's a heavy hit. It does damage. And Ava starts to turn to stone. Oh, I'm not here, for fuck's sake. Ava, what you will feel is that, like, parts of your cheekbones, um, where the bones are closest to the skin, will start to just crystallize, and you can feel yourself turning to stone. You're not stone yet, it's just starting to happen. It's what she's going to do. You are considered restrained. That's nice. Good. Uh, I will say that the other three, you have now rushed to the doorway, and uh, what four? Nezril's there. Nezril will be a little slower, but you'll all get there. Um, And all four of you are in the doorway watching this happen to Ava as we enter initiative once more. What happened? (laughs) What did you touch? For once, I'm going to say I didn't do anything. This no, I didn't do anything. To me. <laughs> Genuinely didn't. Chris did it all. <laughs> yeah, I got a 21 on initiative. Very good. What else we got? Oh, no. D20. Dirty 20, thank you. My brain had to catch up there. 15. 15. Six. Boys, boys, boys. Six. Six. Go. 22. 22. Lovely stuff. Thank you, everyone. Anton, um, you see, as you, no movement required, at the start of your turn, you've arrived, you haven't looked at the lovely mosaic, uh, you arrive at the end of this corridor, and you see, as described, this, about, looking at them, there's about 15 of these statues, just arrayed in a perfect formation, if you will, and one has reached out and just grabbed Ava, who stepped into the room, by the shoulder, and Ava appears to be slowly petrifying. Okay. Um, I have nothing that can really help. I don't think fireballs a good idea. 
Uh, <laughs> right. I guess... I will remind you that you have a laser pistol. I will just start pewing statues in that and case, I, I guess. And I started blasting. Blasting. <laughs> yeah, Anton's going to shove his hand into his bag of holding and pull out this, this laser pistol. Go for it. I love it. Um, Do it. Can we see that one's outstretched holding Ava? Yeah, can't the we? one that's holding Ava has its hand clamped on Ava's shoulder, and um, the others appear to still be in formation, utterly still, utterly motionless, just look like statues. Then I'm. I'm going to cast True Seeing. Oh. Nice. Um. So yeah, Anton's Anton's orb like comes to like the middle of his forehead, and then this like eye forms in the orb, and his eyes glow purple as I cast. Uh, if you can see the true eye, seeing. friends, it looks like Anton's eye, but undead. Good. Um, what does true seeing show you? Uh, I can see gives gives me the ability to see things as they actually are. For the duration, I have true sight. Hmm. I notice hidden doors. Um, no, you don't know, magic. <laughs> okay. I can see into the ethereal plane, and it's all to a range of 120 feet. So you I can, can see, see into the ethereal plane. Yeah, all that jazz. Yeah, that's brilliant. Lovely. Thank I, you. I can see everything. I that's, see. That's everything. really cool. The ethereal plane I is interesting, but of course, I see everything. <laughs> um, you can see in the center of the space, slightly off center. There is. Speaking of the Grim Reaper, a ghostly figure looks a lot like what we would modernly describe as a Grim Reaper, a dark cloak flowing. It's in the ethereal plane. It has a skull. His face is just a skull. And it is currently, as far as you can tell, doing nothing. It's just floating there. The statues all look the same. You can't see anything different on any of them. Um, the back wall has an illusion covering one bit where there is a tunnel that leads out of here. Just so you know, that's what you see with true seeing. Is true seeing an action? Uh, it is an action to cast it. Groovy. Is there any? There's no invisible creatures in here, or any polymorph creatures. Just an ethereal gallows speaker. But it's not doing anything. No, no, it's not right now because it did something, and then it, it is now waiting to do its next thing. <laughs> so, so is it sort of like move? It's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's looking at Ava with a kind of yes, but beyond that, it's got nothing else. Uh, I think Anton will just scream. I was like, ah, ghosting! <laughs> and he points at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's your action? Bonus action? Movement? Uh, that, that's. I think he's just going to try and that's it. I, I'll stay at the top of the stairs because that's where I'm best. And, uh, uh, there are no stairs at this point. It's just a corridor. You're in an archway. I'll stand in the archway and... Right. and and yeah, I think just take a take a nice a nice uh, stance of readiness for my next turn. <laughs> Smashing, Ava, it is your turn. Oh, good. Are, um, hang on, is it the end or the start of your turn? Uh-huh. End of your turn. Go ahead. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right, restrained means I can't move, but I can still attack at disadvantage. That um, is correct. <laughs> Uh, the terracotta dwarf it has like a, a, a grip. It has a grip on your shoulder. Breaking. Yes. Okay. Um, well, actually, it's a dwarf. It has a grip on your upper arm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, from Anton's pointing and yelling, do I 
fe- and I like I can roll this at disadvantage because she is full on panicking. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like the thing to hit is the dwarf or that patch of air that Anton is waving at? Okay, you have no idea. I will give you as the DM. Anton can see into the ethereal plane, and most things can't affect the ethereal plane. Some things can, but not everything. And I don't think Ava's currently got the wherewithal to deal with that kind of thing. I was going to say, that makes sense, because even if you'd said she should hit the imaginary thing, I'd still make myself roll, because she's, she wants to hit the, the thing. So mm-hmm. she is not going to do anything smart. She's going to send six Eldritch Blasts into the Terracotta Dwarf, because she is having a full-on get-this-thing-off-me moment. You, you, you wouldn't have... It's within five feet two, so you would have disadvantage on this. I don't care. Okay. I don't really have any melee stuff. Um, cool, machine gun the dwarf. Yeah, I'll roll it. You have that dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that dagger. You are right. Why? You've got that dagger after all. Think of that. Uh, so it's plus twelve to hit. So I'm hoping. Okay, disadvantage. First one is a sixteen. Does not hit. Uh, next one is a twenty-nine. It's disadvantage. Okay. Jesus. I got seventeen and a nineteen. That's amazing. Uh, that's a nat one. Okay. That's one out of three. Yep. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Hits, yes. Two out of four. That is 21, so hits. Yes, it does. Three out, three out of five. five. One more. And that's another 21, so four out of six hit, but one of the ones that missed was a natural one. That's fine. Um, you just... Is, what does your panicked Eldritch Blasting look like? Um... Normally, when overcast, it is, as described multiple times, very laconic and composed. Mm. This time, it is... I think she will just shove her hand in its face and send energy in. And also, for anyone paying attention, it is less her very carefully styled, um, rippling sheen of energy. It is much more radiant. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you basically grab it by the head and just bang, 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 bang. There's like some pulses of energy come out of your hand into its head. Some of them don't impact properly because it's it's designed for range. But um, you do four punches to the head is basically what you're delivering to the... Um... Brilliant. So that's 4d10 plus 20. Yes. Uh, that's 10, 15, 16, uh, 25, 45 points of damage. Oh, it shatters to pieces. Okay. It just... And it just collapses to the ground, broken shards as it is absolutely annihilated. Great. No question. There. No longer restrained, but I'm probably about to be. You are still restrained. The restrained effect is the stone, not the creature it's holding that. you. Gotcha. Uh, at the end of your turn, make another con save. It can't be worse. Than, well, it could be one worse than the last time. Don't say that, Rebecca. It's another two, so that is also is five. It? I don't know now, is it? Uh, how would a 16 sound plus your constitution? That would be a 19, but I thought you hated me. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's Ava who hates <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, Anton's crystal ball does the same thing where it shows you Ava petrifying slowly, but in reality, Anton's hand is out and hopefully succeeds it's enough yeah you break the you break through the um calcification like you just like flex out and um even you with not much strength it doesn't matter all of the stone that's forming on you just um collapses and flakes off and the effect is nullified you are no longer turning to stone and anton helped you no longer turn to stone you would have been another statue one of this lot 
Niall, you're a gentleman and a scholar, I, so I'm no longer restrained. You should I... thank Anton in character. <laughs> I'm, go- no, I'm going no, to. No, not yet. <laughs> Believe me, Rebecca has clocked it. Ava is not in there yet. Um, uh, I'm going to use my movement to get out of that room. Uh, you can move back and um, you move past the first one. You can, join, you can go back into the corridor with the others if you want to. That's fine. Can I get behind Ildrathne? If Ildrathne will let you pass, of course. Great. Push it back in. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yes, you can get past Ildrathne. You can uh, move past and stand behind Ildrathne. That's perfectly fine. Amazing. Thank you very much. That is my impossibly panicked turn. No problem at all. Ephemera, it is your turn. Cool. Uh, So are there still active things in the room? Currently, you can't see any. The statues are all standing still, and you can't see into the ethereal plane. And however, okay. talking is a free action, my friends. I am going to hold... It's over there! It's over there! Get over here! It's over there! <laughs> What's over there? Weird ghost thing! <laughs> right. Would I know it's in the ethereal plane? Yes, you would. Oh, it's in the ethereal plane! <laughs> okay. You are all part of this world. You would know this as part of being level 13 characters. Uh, not much can affect the ethereal plane apart from force damage. Mm. Force damage travels through, yes, Eldritch Blast. Um, force damage travels through the ethereal plane. But most other spells are useless. Okay. Everyone frantically looks through their spell list. Um, magic missiles, uh, certain kinds of smites, I believe. Um, Ones I have. I'm literally just looking up a, a list of <laughs> spells that do force damage. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, do we look at character sheet? Give you a suggestion. There are uh, also all of these statues, and some of them may also be these um, things. Some of them may just be statues. No, 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 no. Statues are just statues. I'd be able to see. Is that, is that no, you wouldn't. What would true say? Yeah. Are they not polymorphed or anything like that? Shape changed? Nope. False appearance, my friend. Can I hold my action until something moves? If we can. Mainly because I'm still in shock at <laughs> the last 10 oh, seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. Um, what are you holding? Uh, can I please hold? Oh, I had a thing. I had a thing, and then I lost the thing. I'm just going to hold a chill touch. Great, no problem. You hold a chill touch, looking out for anything that might need chilling. Um, Ultrasny, are you moving? Um, can I get the um, idea of the corridor is wide enough that uh, two to three people could stand abreast? So, um, who's currently at the front? Ildrathny is at the front behind Ava. The other three of you, we have not defined this. Nezaril well, is behind all of you. Yeah, and and Tom was by the in the doorway, right? Because uh, yeah, I'd have had to have been by the door. I've probably been next to you by the doorway, okay. holding my hand out to Ava and holding my other hand out to the invisible thing that I'm doing a very terrible. Is anyone is anyone else frontlining, or are the rest of you all behind these two at the front? I am wherever I fell on the floor. That was near the front. Okay, so the front okay. row is Ildrathni. Do you want to move, Femra? Because your turn still technically. No, no, I'm just, I'm still down here. 
I'm still down here. And if you'd fallen on the floor, Nate would have stepped in front of you, I think, to so that the person on the floor is not part of the front line. Brilliant. So we have uh, Ildrasny, um, Nate, and Anton in the front line, and you two behind Evan Ephemera, and Nezril's at the back as well. Ildrasny, it is now your turn. Yes. Uh, I don't think I can do anything to the thing in the corner. So, uh... It's more in the, like, it's just like, it's not in the middle of the room because that's a fucking trope. It's just yeah. slightly off to one side. How long is this, <laughs> this this room full of now 14 not terracotta statues? Sure. How, how big is it? Uh, it's about 40 foot high and square footage, I'd say it's about um, 50 foot square foot. Oh, okay, so it's wider than I thought. I, I was, in, yeah. for some reason, picturing like a long corridor just filled with these statues. Are they all clumped or are they spaced around? Uh, they are spaced out in like an army-style formation to fill this whole room. And there's a big sarcophagus in the middle. And Anton has seen but not told anyone. Uh, on the back wall is the way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so you- That's not important yet, is it? I'm you just know what I mean? It's fine. Do we think now Ava's out, they're going to continue attacking? Isn't this the room we need to go through? Is it? So you ask, you're asking that? Yep. Yeah, yes. Oh, uh, I don't know about them still attacking, but uh, the, the doorway's that way. <laughs> it's behind. It's behind all of them. Because of course it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think this might be a trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't think I've got uh, I don't think I've got man, no, no. I don't think I've got this. No, I do. <laughs> I ooh, 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 ooh. Maybe. Ooh. Learning new spells, learning new spells. One moment. While I try and figure out if this makes sense. Bear with. Okay. Doing it. Yeah, do the thing. Okay. Okay. I would, I don't know. I mean, terracotta, who knows. Um, is it stone? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but does stone have immunity to fire? No. Okay. I would like to cast Wall of Fire through the statue. Dope. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> I would like to cleave a path to the um, doorway. To, to the, the to where Anton has pointed, the doorway is sort of like bisect the room and cut off, say, half of them. Yeah, and then the ones that are within ten feet of the flamey side will take the damage. Okay. How long can a wall of fire be? Uh, up to sixty feet long, twenty feet high, and one foot thick. That's fine. Um, do you want to do a sort of... Because 60 feet is longer than this room is, is long. So you could do a sort of curve to try and cut out as many as possible behind the wall of fire so that you lot can squeeze around the side and we have to deal with as few of them as possible. If you'll allow that, then yes. Of course I will. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No! Screw you for doing good no. things. Um, it, you will you will cut off all bar five by doing it this way. The wall will cut through some of them, but um, there are five figures still on one side of the room you'd have to get past to get to the other side because you can't mm-hmm. make a path completely with the wall of fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do they need to roll to not get burned by the wall of fire? A dex saving throw. <laughs> 
Roll the damage. They're statues. They yeah, do not move yeah. unless they move. Would they move? They're not idiots. They are idiots. They're not moving. <laughs> it's like she does this big, um, like loop back, and mm. with the with the hammer and kind of round and kind of. It's like it throw. It's thrown out of the hammer and just kind of mm-hmm. twists through the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything within 10 feet of the fiery side uh, takes 25 damage on a failed roll. Wall of fire <sighs> burns through the room. Um, it probably cuts off the... Um, walls of fire are opaque, aren't they? Uh, it, it's fire, um, so yes. Yeah, um, it cuts off the doorway, so you can't see a good three quarters of the room now. I will tell you all, because I think it's funny, um, on that side, all the stone figures within 10 feet of the door just collapse, gone, burned, burned. Like, what happens to terracotta when you burn it? It cracks. So it starts to shatter and break and they fall and smash into a thousand pieces, like the one that Ava blasted in the face until there was no more face. So, um, yeah, this is, it's super effective. Well done, Nat, that was amazing. Cool. I'm learning spells. Amazing. The I've five... made us a path. Sorry? I've made us a path. Yes, you have. Uh, The five figures on the other side of the wall of fire that are between you and the door. Okay, let's be... I mean, you know that they're not statues anymore. They probably just move. Yeah, they're all gonna... Sorry? Chill touch. Yes, uh, as they all start to... They're not fast, they move 10 feet around. Um, so as they all start moving... Uh, do you want to chill touch the one at the front? Yep. Go for it. 23? Yes, that hits. Fantastic. Give me one second. Sure. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Necrotic damage, please. Uh, how do you want to grab hold of the, one, the first one that's stepping towards you all? Because your chill touch um, is like a skeletal hand in game, but you can do what you like. Yeah, so it's um, out of the air, like spores kind of coalesce mm-hmm. to form a kind of mouldy green decomposed hand. It just kind of grabs on and sp- starts to spread with its mouldiness awesome. on the terracotta. Very cool. Um, it, bits of it start to mould off and fall away. It's looking very unhealthy. Um, good, right. They all start to walk forward. Uh, the one that was 10 feet away, as in the one right at the front, is going to step forward and grab hold of the first person it can reach, which is either Ildrathne, Nate, or Anton. Yes. Is it within 10 feet of me? Yes. Can it please make a uh, constitution saving throw? It can certainly try. Ooh, 17. 17 does not make it. Unbelievable. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, so that's another eight necrotic damage. As it reaches out towards one of the three of you, it just <laughs> collapses forward. The mold and bits just <laughs> tearing all its pieces together. It collapses to the ground. Broken bits of terracotta, moldy. Terracotta. Oh, that's pretty useful. Uh, the other four will slowly <laughs> start walking towards the doorway as well. Um, Anton, you can still see this, so this is where we're mm-hmm. going to the figure in the center of the room, because it's flying above the flames. Don't give a shit about flames. Um, It will just look across all of you and... Hmm. Who is it going to pick out? Oh. Um, It sees 
Ildrathni. It sees the shield. And it's going to reach out a ghostly hand and Ildrathni, make me a wisdom saving throw, please. Remember, a 29 won't save you. <laughs> uh, so there is, if you fail the save, it has worse effects. It's half if you pass. Uh, that is a 25. Cool. What is your worst memory? <laughs> it's gonna be when she died. Would you like to give us a bit more detail on that as audience to appreciate some of your past? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's gonna be, um, going into a home with someone who she thought was potentially her lover. That person transforming into someone else and snapping her neck. And for the audience's benefit, Nat, who was that someone else? Oh, the someone else that was, what, LaRouche Maladata? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> uh, you take seven points of psychic damage as that awful memory reveals itself, and that's where we're going to end for today, my friends. Oh, lovely. <laughs> that's where we're ending. Are you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're ending, yeah. Always leave them wanting more. <laughs> sorry, Evie. <laughs> Oh, and for Evie's benefit, Nat, who was the potential lover taking you into their home? Well, that was LaRouche's father, Manzaris. <laughs> You've got some explaining to do. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Thank you for joining us, folks. <laughs> Wiki writers have fun with that. Um, yeah, we are playing the wreckage of Mithridor, and they're making their way to Mithridor. It's happening, and they've dealt with hey. some of the some of the oddities around here, and it's going very well. Um, yes, we're playing on Mondays for the next what is it? Uh, nine nine weeks. Uh, we've got twelve weeks of this, so uh, join us and catch up on our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash/RollTogetherRPG. Uh, we're on Twitch.tv/RollTogetherRPG if you want to watch well, live. We pre-record, but watch the show as we release it. Um, that is where you can engage with us there. That's at 6pm uh, British Summertime. summertime? I think we will be for the whole run of this. So yeah, in British Summertime um, at 10am uh, Pacific Time. Uh, we also run gay shows on Tuesdays. I think we've just about to start some of our one-shots, so we'll find out more about those relatively soon, but keep your eyes peeled. There's some exciting DMing happening that you may not be expecting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out more about that very soon. Um, and join us on Fridays for Talking is a Free Action, where the... Um, Dastardly question lords um, force our cast to answer questions or take part in challenge rooms as their favourite character. So join us for that on Fridays, also 6pm BST. Uh, there's Twitch, there's YouTube, there's also podcast versions of all of our shows. Just search for Together RPG on your favourite podcasting app. We should be there, and if we're not, let us know. Uh, Together RPG at gmail.com. We're always happy to add our podcast to more places, obviously. That's a good thing to do. Uh, massive thanks to all of our sponsors and supporters. You are all marvellous and excellent, especially the D20 Club, who um, help us make all of this stuff, have helped us with our fan Discord, have helped us with our fan wiki. So many great things to check out. There should be links in chat now. Uh, do engage there. It's lovely to meet all of the fans as we can. Uh, yes, Jonathan Socials, World Together RPG as well on all of those. Thank you for watching, and see you next week when hopefully Evie will have calmed down. <laughs> will I, though? <laughs> <laughs>